Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, Rock of Talk, Talk Top 550, 5500 here on this wonderful Monday, April the 11th, D-Day for a number of gubernatorial candidates. And uh, as much as we, you know, sort of talk about all the things that we don't like about Michelle Luan Grisham, I certainly hope that you and yours would uh, keep her and her family as all the deceased go uh, in their prayers, in your prayers. She lost her mom. And, um, well, you know, there is the downside of losing a family member and there's all of that. And, you know, my condolences, uh, to the Lujan Grisham family or the uh, Michelle Lujan family. It's, nobody wants to lose their family members. No one wants to lose their mom and their dad and, you know, any of that stuff and all that. And, uh, I'll sort of let that, let that be where it is. That's a tough time to have to go ahead and contemplate, uh, your, mortality and think about that so for those of you who have uh, been going through that during this time uh, as well with covid i feel like uh, there's like a new uh, covid brewing now i've noticed the conservative talk show hosts are also you know they feel like it's all going to come and then the first thing that comes to mind for me is immediately are they going to sacrifice joe biden just to tell you how bad covid is because now they're starting to talk about well will joe biden get it and this new strain that's coming i'm like wait wait I could see this actually kind of coming into play. And then you start getting into, well, we've all lost somebody and I can relate and we've all been there. And don't you care about life? And I'm like, Oh wait, wait, do we have a universe? I feel a universal guilt trip coming on. Everybody has to feel bad about any person who's passed during this time and that. And I'm like, okay, can we just kind of keep it simple? Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham or Joe Biden or anybody else uh, who happens to be out there, you know, we all, are born, well, not all of us. Uh, remember, we are the uh, third-term abortion capital of the world, ladies and gentlemen. So <clears throat> we all die. Well, that's, we, yeah, we also euthanize now. We have, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we did approve that in the legislature. I guess we can now choose when we're born and how late we want to be born and when we die and when we get, yeah, not to put the morbidity class by, but we really care. Are we really talking about that, about masking? And I'll have some secrets for you about the, why you see the people at the mall suddenly wearing all these masks or why they wear masks. And I, I finally figured it out after spending an inordinate amount of time uh, at the mall as of late. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, as well. But I, uh, all that aside, um, there is the upside of all this and being able to be relatable and losing a, a loved one and relating to other people and, oh, isn't that terrible? And there is a little bit of the sympathy vote. I hate to be so cynical on a day like this uh, when our governor has lost a loved one, but there is a lot of people out there who will literally just vote for Michelle Juan Grisham because she saved lives, she masked up, she vaxxed up, and... Oh, she also knows what we're going through because she lost somebody too. You think I'm wrong on any of this? Well, you don't know human nature. I say, hey, I got a story. You know, the dog ate my homework turns into, well, my uncle's grandma's mother's sister's uh, Sloan Peterson. Well, why don't you just roll on up and produce a dead corpse and uh, Ed, Ed, Rudy. <laughs> Folks, it's terrible to lose a family member. It's, it's terrible to lose a loved one. But we have now politicized losing loved ones. And 
in the year 2022, whether we lose a family member of an important uh, leader of our state, and I will say important, value-laden, uh, without nothing, or whether it's uh, losing potentially, yes, he's old enough, your president, should he get it? I feel like it's setting up. I feel like there's Pelosi. I feel like, oh, Eddie, just shut up. Oh, that can't be. It, no, that it's all in play now, folks. It's all right there in front of your eyes. And because we're so, and we have our version of woke, because we're aware of how they work the world and how they work on you and the messaging. And this is why they prevented the economic collapse from happening last month. This is why they are prolonging the war and they're stringing this out over the next four to five years. Like all this stuff is playing out very slowly because they're aware that you are very aware of how they do things now going forward. So they play it a little bit different. So uh, big show to get to here this afternoon. You notice we are a little bit more clearer and uh, I'm going to talk about that uh, in just a moment. Uh, I sent out a text message and suddenly the, the radio station's clear. Uh, funny how that happens. You send out a few text messages and reach out and you had all this noise and it was another radio station owner who called me uh, D Dowd Musk hour one, uh, Monday fun for you and I. I'm glad to have you uh, here in the Kiva. Say hi to your family out in uh, Scotland for us. And, uh, uh, yes, I will. And um, sister, and then, of course, mother in Connecticut. And uh, if we do have time to get into it, Eddie, I would just like to say congratulations to uh, the state of New Mexico. And as much as we want to blame the governor, an awful lot of people went along with the governor. Uh, I'm not trying to insult the governor on her day of mourning, but uh, according to some great new research from the National Bureau of Economic Research, we have the third worst performance among the 50 states when it comes to coronavirus uh, policy reaction. So not the worst, New York and New Jersey, absolute two worst among the 50 states, but we're number three, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, let's not forget, too, that they set out to do that in New York and New Jersey, uh, Cuomo and... Uh, the uh, former DGA head, uh, the governor of the state of New Jersey, and then the new DGA head, Michelle Lujan Grisham, during that time. I mean, these are the people who are running their agenda and uh, providing their edicts. And, of course, you heard that on the Clay and Buck show uh, where they were running a lot of that uh, uh, sort of uh, stuff. And, you know, they asked me if I wanted to uh, do an interview and, you know, kind of get on. I'm like, no, I'm good. Relaxed. You guys could just, just, just read the numbers and kind of do stuff. And uh, there you go. Uh, just kind of letting you know you guys can reach out and, you know, listen to all this stuff that you've been hearing all the time. I've noticed something else is happening with conservative talk show hosts. A lot of them are coming out and sort of taking credits, uh, giving you the, I told you so. If your talk show host is getting the vax is getting the, wearing the mask, doing all these things. And then, you know, didn't have any skin in the game and say, I told you so the entire time. Or if your gubernatorial candidate saying, uh, I told you so the entire time, and they're masks and backs. Well, you know, there you go. I don't know what else we could really uh, say uh, other than that. But uh, get back to the <clears throat> cramming, jamming. Um, another radio station owner reached out to me. And this is kind of a rare thing. I'm not well-liked because, you know, I shouldn't be successful. I'm we're now only on AM. We were the first on FM. And it's like, oh, yeah. Now, yeah, what are you going to get back that FM? I can't listen. Well, like, are you stupid or something? Like, I remember when all of you guys told me, it's like, oh, FM, AM. And I was like, like, okay, well, what's happening with your signal? I'm like, oh, I hate to be cynical about anything. So I don't think in terms of negative stuff. I just don't. 
I don't go off on these deep ends and think that people are trying to attack me or they're coming to get me away. They're coming to take me away. They're coming to get me. They're coming to take, oh, everyone's after. Like, I don't have that. I'm like on offense, which is why this is good. Like thicker skin, uh, please find it because I'd like to find that where that exists, okay? Because the stuff I deal with is just different. And so he called me up and he said, uh, Eddie, what's happening on your radio station, the amount of power that you're putting out, um, you shouldn't have any interference whatsoever. And you're on a clear channel. You have a, that's the great thing about 1600 is it's a very clear channel. There's only umpteen, uh, you know, of those stations throughout the rest of the country and you have no interference. And, you know, essentially long story short, he, the power of suggestions, like one of three things could be happening. One, another radio station could be failing and spraying all over your, your channel, but that would be coming from the side and it wouldn't really sound like that. It would sound like he told me what it would sound like. It sounded more like a, like a, a motorboat. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what that, what that's all about, but okay. First thing. Second thing is it could definitely be a problem at your site, at your station. Well, we have literally the best engineer in the business. Or none. I mean, there is nobody who knows. I mean, the guy does stuff for the naval, like the military. He does military communications. And when we went down, we had a, like he set us up and we're, we're good to go. And I said, okay, well, it's not that. Just double checking. And, you know, he's got his monthly retainer. He does all his bells. I don't even think about the station. The guy just remotes in and does this. Like, you're not all good, Brian. We're good. We're good. Then the third one, third scenario came up and he said, well, it could be someone is purposely trying to jam you. And so I'm like, that's stupid. I'm a, I'm for the first. Someone's got something that they're spraying in the market, maybe a faulty translator, transmitter. You know, it's on my channel that seems to be crawling over. I'm like, yeah, that, that seems to be more rational. I just... I don't want to think about that because immediately I just got sick to my stomach because I started kind of getting into this whole thing about, you know, jamming and cramming I'm like, whoa, this no wrong thing for me to start doing. And I'm like, okay, I called a couple of my guys who uh, two of them are, are ham guys and another guy is just a regular guy. And I, I threw out, I said, what do you think? I said, is that, that what that sound is? Like, well, I've been, and they're super nice guys and they, they love the station. I said, um, you know, it crossed my mind, but I didn't want to really go there and visit that. And I said, yeah, neither did I. I didn't really want to go there and visit that. And uh, it's the kind of things, you know, who would think that that such a thing would, would even be possible. And then they told me how it happened. And they said, you would have to have some level of technical knowledge. Then you'd have to have the equipment to do so. And then you'd have to spray about somewhere between a hundred the 250 watts of power to have the impact because as we were driving, we noticed, and there were several of us, we driving, we were noticed where it was coming from. We noticed exactly where it was coming from after about three of us started driving around. It was like, oh, this is in the north part. This is in the North Valley. Wait, wait, wait. This is specifically within, okay, I'm, without giving out too much away, the whole signal was being impacted in Rio Rancho. The whole signal was being impacted in, in, in the North Valley. The whole signal was being up, impacted up and down Paseo del Norte. So it all happened about three and a half weeks ago. There are people who listen to the station with such a high level of dedication that they alert me. Like they're running the station more than I am sometimes. 
to be quite honest. Like, uh, do you know stations off? Oh, there's this. Did you hear that? I'm like, okay, wow. You're really on top of it. Thanks for letting me know what's going on with my station or our station or this station. And so the three of us were basically able to triangulate with probably about half a mile exactly where it was. And it was at that point that I quickly realized that I need to send a text message out. So I sent out six text messages to five different people and the sound disappeared. Six messages to five different people and that's about all I can say and the sound disappeared. Now folks, we talk about a lot of things here. There are a lot of people who come in and out. There's a lot of reasons to like and not like me. Okay. Uh, it, we're pretty conservative, I would say. I would say we're also very libertarian. But not libertarian in the liberal sense of uh, the liberal left. We're libertarian in the sense of a free market sense. True classical liberalism. That's the way we look at things. Free market. We don't believe in free love, free joy, free this. Free, we don't believe in anything that's free, period. We'll pay our own way. Don't buy me lunch. I don't want to owe you anything, and I don't want to hear about it later. That, that's, that's how we are. We work for the amount of time that we're here. We get paid to get paid what we do. I don't increase prices on any of my advertisers. Like, we do a certain amount of things, but it, it is a very skeleton crew here. It is me, and Dow steps in from 4 to 7, and then he does all the work that you get at rockoftalk.chat. We've had our translator take it. I have all these things that happen. I get tired of talking about it, but I was like, there's just no way that this is, ha there's just no damn way that this is just yet another thing where someone, where someone, I don't even know what this means. I'm a local contractor. Start getting random. Yeah, yeah, we're around. I don't know what you want to say. Um, it's just, I can't be that cynical. I realized I ran for mayor. You know, I came in with 13 days. I realized all these kind of things. Okay. And I realized that you don't like me and that's fine. Okay. Whoever's listening out there that doesn't like me. They're, they're, I also represent a large swath and section of people who believe in these things. And they believe that we're going to get this. We're going to go to this opening story, which is, and I told you this from my gut, what happened up in Santa Fe at the end of house. And I was hundred percent right. And here we go again. And Dow did an, a, a great follow-up on that. We're going to get to that. And I think it, it bears talking about, but showing you and telling you and not glad handing you and not saying, oh, well, <clears throat> Albuquerque, New Mexico is the greatest place on earth. You know, uh, what does it say? It don't spray it. What is their slogan again? Uh, what is it called? Start bragging. Uh, yeah. Stop bagging. Start bragging. Whatever BS that they're. And those women are getting on the radio over there. And one of them I'm happened to know. And she literally would not take me on as a client. This was a classmate. A classmate, D. Down Muska of mine, and she just oh no, and her husband was a big old liberal, and it just I just feel like oh oh yeah, everything's so so great, right? Isn't it? So so much smarter, so much better than than us, because I'm pointing out the shortcomings of where we can do better. Doesn't make me a bad guy. It makes me somebody who loves the city enough to actually show you that I want to make this place a better place. If you don't like what we say, if you don't like what we stand for, you know, you know. I don't know if you know anything about ratings when it comes to radio ratings and talking about it. Like you don't just, just get these programs because, well, nobody knows about you and you have this weak little signal. It's not weak. The second strongest on the AM dial and it has ratings. The stuff doesn't just happen. 
I pray every day. No, I'm not a great guy some days. Really, I'm not. I believe in God. Dow doesn't. And who cares? We're here. We do this work, but we believe in karma too. And what goes around comes around. And I can't figure out for the life of me, Albuquerque, why you don't want to be better. Why do you have to attack and continually have this myopic view of the world of a zero-sum game? Now, for those stupid out there, I'm going to explain to you what a zero-sum game is. Okay? Because every stupid, Hispanic, indentured, dependent, Hispanic family. Let me re reiterate that. Okay? Hey, where's the hookup? I, he gets more because I get less. I get more because, and he's going to get less now. No, that's the way it works. People, sonso, stupid. Let me slap you around a little bit, huh? Get on. That mentality is so incredibly invasive in this community that it has permeated the business community has permeated the political community has permeated every single part of this and no no candidate no one's going to tell you no one's going to speak to you the way i'm speaking to you right now they're just not they're not going to point this stuff out success is not a zero-sum game my win is not your loss there it's not a finite pie it keeps growing we bring businesses we want people yes we do actually want immigrants believe it or not we want people to be attracted to coming here. Immigrants don't come here because you only want to make them dependent and you got to have private people to pay out immigrants or have a type of market economy that they know that they can take their little bit of money and turn it into a brand new business and they'll be rewarded. What an amazing concept. The most industrious, hardest working people I have ever known are all people from other countries, not from here. It's an amazing thing. But the mentality is my brain's only going to go get so big. My checking account's only going to get so big. My business can only get so big. Whoa. What's the first thing that happened? I'm going to point this out to you during COVID. And it's just, hey, Sonso. Hey, stupid. Listen, let me tell you something. What's happening? We're going to have the shutdowns for the COVID. I'm not going to shut down unless he shuts down. And when he shuts down, I'm going to shut down. And if he doesn't shut down, I'm going to call the cops on him. And I'm going to call the nar- Oh. Michelle Lujan Grisham has that line where I can narc on people. I'm going to do that. Okay, I'm doing that in the accent. Let me tell you how mean and angry people are here. Your win is somebody else's loss. What happened? Well, business community stayed. Did you see those guys try to take down Walmart or take down, I don't know, whatever business they happen to be in? Do you see them going after the bit? No, the big box stores are fine, but they went after their own competitors in the marketplace and they all want it. If they had the choice, they want the state contracts and they want to be the monopoly and they want to be connected and they want all the freebies and they want all of the gravy that comes from, hey, I know people. I'm invited to the cool party. Look at me. I'm a badass. I'm a, I'm a number one. My success has nothing to do with any other radio station. My failure has nothing to do with any other radio station. People go into business for themselves because they think they have an idea that they think that they, they can do something. My idea is now being replicated across four radio stations. Two here locally, one of which I pay every single month and another one, we are not sure what to do. We don't know if we want to sell, keep it, buy, put a bunch of gay people on and talk about conservatives. We're not sure what we want to do. 
but we don't like their success over there. Oh, wait, it's not they, it's Eddie. Man, I hate that guy. Man, I hate that guy. Gotta hate that guy. Gotta hate that guy. I hope more bad things happen to him. It's like, you just keep coming. Just keep doing it. Now, I'm not accusing anybody specifically, but things did change rather quickly. And I couldn't believe it. And I called the radio station owner that called me to let me know. I said, I sent it to these people and the problem got corrected and I didn't have to do anything else about it. We know I didn't have the problem. We know that it wasn't maybe something else that was bleeding over because who would bleed over into a channel like ours? And for what reason? I'll, I'll hold that out as the reason, by the way, just so you know. Or somebody is purposely jamming our signal. Now, I got to go through a lot of FCC hoops, and thank God I got a great guy in California to do that. And better yet, I have an engineer who's smart as a weapon. The first thing he said is, yeah, I can tell you it's not spillover from some other station. And I can definitely tell you it's not me because I know what I'm doing. Guy's nearly 60 years old, and he knows this stuff backwards and forwards. That you were deliberately being jammed. It's like, oh, in addition to add insult to injury here, after the transmitter blew up, after the, the board blew up, now you're telling me that someone's trying to jam our little uh, signal that's pounding out 2,000 watts and it shouldn't be a problem? Which is soon to be 10,000 watts. They, they just got it on its way. So finally, that's finally back, uh, back to normal, which is going to be awesome. We'll have to get a brand new transmitter and everything. So I want to thank our audience. I want to thank the people who are you know, slogging through. I'm never very cynical, believe it or not. I am the ultimate and internal optimist, which is why I keep banging my head against the damn wall and I won't ever quit. In fact, yesterday I was asking a young man, all of nine years old. And he says, I said, what'd you give up for Lent? You know, cause he's the Catholic, you know, my, my kids, my, my, my son gave up, my oldest gave up YouTube and the youngest gave up orange juice. Those kids have extreme willpower. The youngest gave up orange juice. He loves orange juice. Absolutely loves orange juice. <laughs> Sorry for sniffing on the air. And I asked him, what, what, do you, what, do you, what, what did you give up? And he says, I, give up, I gave up not ever giving up. Perfect. And his dad, I want to give him, and you know who this man is. And he is a great man who's on to bigger and better things unfortunately leaving here and I had to sit down and, you know, have a, have a, have a, a the first and last, uh, quote unquote beer with him. And I'm like, I don't blame you for having to go on to greener pastures and other things and find opportunity and being closer to home and all these wonderful things. We'd love to have you here, but we're going to miss out on all the good ones because of this mentality. The mentality is absolutely killing us. Oh, yes, and it's even permeated, especially permeated, you Republicans and the Republican Party. I mean, it, it owns the Republican Party. It's funny how the Republican Party thinks that it has some sort of separate culture. Look what you've done to Steve Pierce. Look what you've done to the rest of the Republican Party. Because Steve Pierce has been about the most fair man that I could think of during the time after I was just beating the living you-know-what. Came in with one vote, becoming the party chair. But he was magnanimous. He kept us going during our mayoral run. He offered us the use of the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico, as he did other Republicans, and played it fair right down the line. And I got to say, that was a pretty pretty good time. It was a pretty good run to try and fight for the 505, and I thought that that was pretty cool. 
I appreciated that uh, very much. So there you go, folks. That's the story. That's why we got a clear signal today. We appreciate uh, each and every one of you tuning in here this afternoon. Uh, Dowd, I know you've got a, a good write-up on that follow-up. And I got to say, I didn't, I didn't get to read it all. I'm going to read it over the break. Huh? But uh, I know that you're excited to follow up on this. And I just want to apologize. You know, this is uh, more, I think this had maybe a little something to do with you and I having to want to go up there. I, I doubt, did that cross your mind at all with the uh, New Mexico spaceport not having a media day? What, 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 <laughs> Eddie, I tell us you, you, you know me and my view of, of life. No one notices anything I do. No one cares about anything I do or anyone else. Eddie, this weekend, I have racked my brain thinking, okay, they had the weather excuse, but was also there another factor about the fact that a very prominent radio talk show host was talking about doing a live video stream on Sunday's op- at Sunday's open house. Um, did that maybe kind of push them a little bit over the edge? They were 50-50 up because of the weather. But then one more reason just said, oh, let's call it off. And frankly, Eddie, I just really irresponsible. There's no reason why they had to cancel the, the open house. Uh, if the weather conditions were bad for the people flying in, a hell of a lot of people were driving in. So, I mean, instead of just ruining it for some people, they ruined it for everybody, certainly ruined it for you and me. I, I, I just have this little suspicion in the back of my head, Eddie, that um, our presence might have played some role in the canceling of that open house this weekend. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that now, unfortunately. Um, and again, I don't want to be cynical and all that, but it did come very late and it did come after we made the declaration that we would essentially do a... Um, uh, a broadcast, right? I mean, we do some sort of, they think that was kind of, kind of it. So I can't rule it out. I can't rule it out. I can't rule it out. Uh, you, you know me, Mr. Skeptic, but I can't rule this one out. It just sticks in my brain like a little tick that won't leave. <laughs> All right. Well, let's have some fun. How about that? Uh, you and I uh, will have some fun and let's kind of kick off the week. I apologize for having to get off uh, or get all this out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and, you know, make sure that we can, um, you know, do the show and get it out. But that's a little bit of housekeeping. So many of you guys, I think we're asking so many questions about that. I'm like, I, I, no, 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 that's not happening. No, everything should be fine. No, no, no. And then sure enough, sure as the day is when you get a call from another wonderful radio station owner who tells you, well, Eddie, I've been noticing it. And this is what I think it is. I got to tell you, um, that was, that was very big of him. And to all the people who, and a lot of people are texting in, you know, you guys have been noticing it and letting me know as well. So we'll take a quick break. We'll literally kick off the show and re-return. We're going to talk about, uh, yes, the stuff uh, that happened at the India Palace. I made the call and something happening up in Michigan. And we're going to relate the two and bring that just for you right here in the Kiva here at 432 on AM 600 KIVABQ.FM. Worth it just to learn this on slide again. 
float on good news is all the way. Just a little bit stronger, baby. Could have made it last a little bit. Mm, that's the music of Joss Stone. Happy uh, birthday, 35 years young. I knew that I knew her name, and I couldn't figure out, like, it's rare that I don't know the name or a song that I can just immediately just kind of uh, think of in my head, you know, and especially when they kind of just goes with the rest of the show. But she's actually one of them. Uh, I was like, what's her most famous song? I can't even think of what it is. And and uh, but she's uh, 35 years old today. You would know that uh, because uh, you got a, you became a subscriber to the Daily Blast, and uh, you put money in uh, Deedout Musco's pocket. His wonderful little company called RockofTalk.chat, and it's a it's a good one. So you can go ahead and uh, jump in on that uh, for pennies a day, and you would have got literally this story just a little bit ago. And doubt, I'm so glad that you had the follow up on this. Um, how, how glad am I? We're literally starting out the show. It's oftentimes, uh, I can't tell you how many times I run over D Dowd Muska, uh, during the show and I don't let him talk or I don't let him kind of, and, and I'm sure his family is like, does Eddie let you talk? Does he ever let you talk anymore? Um, I don't know. This story is so good. Uh, it's perfect. And thanks for the follow-up on this doubt. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's something you stuck your neck out on, Eddie, almost two years ago. And, and let me tell you, on the two-year anniversary come June, which is just a couple months away now, oh, I think we should be gloating all day long. And frankly, I couldn't go with Eddie on this one because being the skeptic and being the, the, the one who's always arguing for, you know, holding back and not in reserving judgment and, and, and not making any kind of grandiose assessment, uh, Eddie was, uh, oh boy, we have we're not 100 percent confirmed, but boy does Eddie look good. Oh, With every day that passes, oh boy, oh Eddie boy. looks better and better. Oh um, I'm going to start off with uh, something folks may not know about, but I followed it very closely because it's from my part of the world, and this is going to sound like a tremendous diversion, but just bear with me, folks. You know, I know I know many of you trust me, and some of you may even respect me. So so bear with me. About Baker's dozen years ago, 20, uh, 2009, spring of 2009, U.S. law enforcement they arrest four men for plotting to blow up military airplanes using missiles at the Air National Guard base in Newburgh, New York. That's just up the Hudson uh, from, from the Big Apple. So kind of kind of my part uh, of the world. Um, they were going to also blow up uh, synagogues in the Bronx section uh, of the Big Apple, led by a Pakistani guy who happened to be a criminal working for the Federal Bureau of Investigation to avoid deportation for DMV fraud. Uh, the men who were going to uh, launch this attack were basically drug addicts. Uh, they were kind of more or less homeless. They became known as the Newberg Four. And uh, they never really got serious about this. Uh, the case 
was problematic. The FBI's use of informants and offers of money and incentives to the four men in this particular plot, quote unquote plot, led to accusations that the FBI engaged in, you guessed it, entrapment. On August 23rd, 2013, by a two to one split vote, uh, an appeals court uh, declined to overturn the convictions, uh, but the judge uh, in dissent, Judge Jacob, said there was scarce evidence of any pre-intent of this plot and that the FBI's man in, the ringleader on this, uh, was the active participant in this. All three judges unanimously rejected the entrapment claims by the three other de 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 by three defendants, but uh, embraced it with one, uh, and the all four had argued that their convictions should be overturned. So this was an interesting case. These were basically drug addicts, uh, and the FBI injected their guy into something that would never have happened normally. Now, a lot of people on the right after 9-11 were not very willing to look at these kinds of cases. And there was an investigation done by uh, Mother Jones, and they concluded, quote, without the FBI's help in supplying money, weapons, and often, if often a specific plan of attack, the accused uh, would never have had the capability to carry out any plots. In many cases, there was evidence suggesting that FBI agents provocateurs manipulated vulnerable people with mental health or drug addiction, and I would argue that certainly was the case with the Newberg Four, into conspiring into acts of planned violence that they otherwise would have no intention of carrying out. Uh, not to defend these people, they weren't good people, but they were people with a lot of problems and the FBI kind of found convenient scapegoats. Friday, if you haven't paid any attention to the news uh, last couple days, on Friday, the historic Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, kidnapping plot ended with zero convictions. Uh, I mean, this is the Detroit Free Press, and it's always good to read the local. We, we knew this as well. Actually, it was Alex Jones uh, who was first on this, if I'm not yep, mistaken. Yep. And uh, others, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and there was a couple of other people who jumped in right after it, and they yeah, they smelled what he was cooking. Yeah, uh, and uh, and again, this is the local coverage. This is not my assessment. Um, Detroit Free Press uh, delivering a blow to the federal government. It failed to convince a jury that four militia members were domestic terrorists determined to harm the governor because of her COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, two of the men were found not guilty. That's not a hung jury. That's being found not guilty. That means you're acquitted and they can't try you again. Uh, there were two other defendants and they may or may not be tried again. They were deadlocked on that. Uh, defendant Daniel Harris uh, the only one who testified uh, in his own defense of the trial was acquitted on all four of his counts. Uh, and uh, Brandon Casarta was acquitted on only one, the only single count uh, he was charged with. According to their lawyer, Michael Hills, what the quote, what the FBI did was unconscionable. Uh, the attorney had long argued that his client and the others were entrapped by rogue FBI informants and agents, including one who ran a cybersecurity company while investigating the case. Hmm, sounds a little familiar to the Newberg Four. Quote, to me, this was a signal, uh, according to Attorney Hills, a rogue FBI agent trying to line his own pockets with his own cybersecurity company, pushing a conspiracy that just never was, never was going to be. Our governor was never in any danger. And I think the jury, they didn't get all of it, but they smelled enough of it. All right, what yep. is this? What does this have to do with with New Mexico? Well, the two days before China, <laughs> yeah, uh, two two days before, two days before, before, before the the verdict in Michigan, a New Mexico native, a man named uh, Matthew uh, Martin, well, had a bench trial. That means where you waive your right to a jury trial and you want the judge to give you the ruling. And sometimes going to the judge makes more sense because yeah. the juries can be full of 12 emotional people. Right. Uh, the judge acquitted him on four misdemeanor charges uh, relating to January 6th. He went to Washington on January 6th. There's video of cops 
standing back and in some cases waving people into the Capitol. And they still prosecuted this man as he walked by cops who were not trying to stop him and were, if anything, encur encouraging them. The judge concluded that the defendant, quote, reasonably believed that officers had allowed him into the Capitol. All right. W what are all these threads? All right, let me, let me stop here. Let me say something on that, uh, Dowd. Because uh, we, uh, if you didn't hear our broadcast from last week, what happened last week? What did the Albuquerque Journal do? They essentially incriminated the judge. They went after the judge. They took an uh, Associated Press reprint. And un unfortunately, Albuquerque Journal, you're responsible for this because you took a reprint from the AP and basically convicted him in the court of public opinion. And then you, when the, when the judge didn't give him what you wanted, the outcome that you wanted, you used the judge and you said all these bad things about the judge who exonerated Matthew, whatever his name is, last week. And we covered that last week in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'll double down with you, with you on that, Eddie. Uh, the Whitmer case, the AP was just as irresponsible. I, I, I haven't had the stomach, literally, it, it would churn my stomach to read this article. I took the text of it in my computer here. But uh, the AP last week, when the, when the Whitmer verdict came in, uh, this was the AP story. In outcome of Whitmer case, some see freedom, others danger. Can you imagine if after Derek Chauvin had been convicted of the death of St. George of Fentanyl, if the AP had said, well, there's really two sides to, to this. And some people think it might have a chilling effect on police. Of course, they wouldn't run that story. Never, 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 never. All right. So what, what, what are we talking about here? Who, who cares about this? The bigger issue is there has been a narrative and it's very present here in New Mexico and it actually predates uh the 2020 election. It predates January 6th. In New Mexico, it actually goes back to 2019 when our governor had a, a domestic terrorism summit. Um, it has been very, very useful in the last few years uh, for people on the left to basically claim, as the pre as the our, our president right now does, that uh, domestic terrorism in the form of right-wing Trump supporters, uh, QAnon, white supremacists, they sort of lump everybody together. If you ever attended a Tea Party rally, if you have a Gadsden flag sticker on your truck, you you're, yeah. you're a potential you terrorist. Studio, right. uh, just yeah. un unbelievably, uh, just it's 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 just p politics and ideology. It's so bad. You, you may not know this. The same day Joe Biden was sworn into office, I don't. Notice I don't say became president. He, I was, he was sworn into office. Uh, he, quote, directed his national security team to lead a 100-day comprehensive review of U.S. government efforts to address domestic terrorism, which has evolved into the most urgent terrorism threat the United State, States faces today. They did their little 100-day study, and they found uh, the greatest, uh, the, the, the most lethal elements of today's domestic terrorism are, one, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists to advocate for the superiority of the white race, and two, anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists, such as uh, militia violent extremists. Now, I, I read the headlines a lot, and there absolutely are skinhead organizations. There are primarily prison-linked type of Aryan Brotherhood organizations in the United States. These organizations exist. They just arrested a bunch of them in Florida last year. I think they had 16 different defendants. They're, they're people, real. They they're act, real. They absolutely exist. Yeah. A lot of them, as I said, are associated with prisons because in prison, anybody who's watched every episode of Osno, yeah, Osno's, so you got to hook up with your racial yeah. or your ethnic group. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they're primarily prison. And every once in a while, there'll be an arrest. Some guy will be making automatic weapons or there'll be, or somebody will, you know, uh, 
vandalize the synagogue. There, there are some of these knuckleheads out there. Uh, there's also, there were Muslim terrorists up in Taos County training children to kill Americans. That, that happens too. There are environmental terrorists. There are animal rights terrorists. There are people who shoot up, shoot up a congressional softball game shooting at Republicans like Steve Scalise. There are bad people in America. There are right. 330 million people in America. Some of us are really that's scum. A good balance. You know, that's a really good balance. Uh, thank you for striking both sides of that. I think that that's important because oftentimes we hear about the bad things, but we forget that softball game from a Bernie Sanders supporter Bernie that Bernie. never gets Bernie repeated. Bernie. And it's amazing how conservative talk show hosts don't don't oftentimes, you know, mention that. They should. They should. Uh, and I quote at, at length in this piece, uh, a guy Eddie respects, a guy I enormously respect. He's married to a man. He's a liberal, but he's a civil libertarian. And he's really, uh, when it comes to uh, the Bill of Rights, he's on our side. He goes by the name of Glenn Greenwald. And of course, he was associated with bringing Edward Snowden uh, to light. And, and Glenn said, he said this before January 6th, uh, institutions are profiting, and I don't just mean financially, from elevating fear levels yep. over right-wing fascism, over white supremacists, domestic terrorism, whatever you want to call it. And I like what Glenn said later on, which is, uh, Insult terms like white supremacist and racist and white nationalist have lost any fixed meaning. They're being trivialized and degraded into little more than discourse toys to be tossed around for fun and reputation destruction by liberals who believe that they have ascended to a place of such elevated racial enlightenment that they are now the sole and exclusive owners of these terms. Uh, and I think that's the elevated morality that everyone is referring to when they say you're woke and you understand, I mean, it's in song lyrics. Uh, my, my children were showing me a song by AJR, a band I used to like. Uh, look up the lyrics on that uh, uh, real quick. It's called 3AM something or other. Just look AJR, 3AM. And then it's basically this intergenerational battle. And, you know, we love it. We love 100 Bad Days. We love Bang. We love all the songs. And all of a sudden, like out of nowhere comes this song calling uh, don't come to our shows if you all be racist or something along those lines. It's like towards the very end, mm -hmm. right? But that 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 virtue signaling that has become, I think, the new religion of the collective left, which Absolutely. is we don't believe anything. We believe everything is life and learn how to, how to exist, except for you, because you're racist. You're sexist. You don't believe in any kind of freedom in this world. And they, their freedom means letting anything go insofar as it doesn't support Trump, support this country, support the foundations of this country, and uh, essentially doesn't support the Constitution because most of these people are anti-constitutionalists, anti if such a thing can be said. Yeah. And, and you, in, in case you think this is something happening far from New Mexico— this is something Michelle Luan Grisham, I will, I'll, I'll leave her out of it for now because of what's going on, but uh, there was a governor's uh, conference on domestic terrorism in 2019. There have been three different bills submitted over the last couple of years to strengthen penalties against domestic terrorism at the Roundhouse. Eddie, it, 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 you never see this. Not only has law enforcement come forward to oppose those bills, so you're talking about the Department of Public Safety, the Department of Correction, the Public Defender's Office has come forward to oppose those bills on, quote-unquote, domestic terrorism sponsored by Dan hawkman Vihill and Republicans, oh. particularly Bill Ream, uh, have been all for those bills, and Rebecca Dow, in, in one case, voted actually for them. All right, so finally we arrive at what Mr. Aragon said two years ago, 
when this terrible racist hate crime happened in Santa Fe, a restaurant uh, that is not owned by black people, is owned by Indian people, called the India Palace, was vandalized, uh, Trump 2020, go home, racial epithets. Uh, the That happened. Basically, Justice Smollett. Basically, the entire city has a complete mental breakdown, okay? All the comments posted online, the editorials, this, ha this hatred and racism doesn't represent Santa Fe. Eddie, knowing that we live in one of the least Trump-friendly and particularly least white, much less white supremacist states in the union, in fact, among the 48 contiguous states, only California is less white than New Mexico, smelled a rat. Uh, he started talking on day one about this possibly being a fake hate crime, given the fact that there are so many from coast to coast fake hate crimes. Well, as I think we mentioned a couple weeks ago, of all people, Milan Simonich, this left-wing columnist a couple weeks ago, writes this article saying, you know, we're two years into this. The FBI has taken over the investigation. One person who was interviewed by the FBI said, you know, the kind of questions they were asking me sounded a lot more like an insurance fraud, fraud investigation than a hate crime investigation. Uh, Eddie's looking better and better and better uh, on this. And so uh, Ju Juicy Smollett, Kyle Rittenhouse, the Whitmer kidnapping, and right here in New Mexico, a guy who went to January 6th and was just acquitted, and the India Palace uh, case. Boy, this whole notion of right-wing white supremacists being the greatest threat to you and your little ones and your property and our democracy the closer you look, the more examples you come up with, the more this ridiculous narrative falls apart. And I dare say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not the not the editor and policy director, but the host of this program, boy, is he looking better and better on this India Palace case to express his skepticism and his belief at the time. And again, he walked out on a, on a ledge, but boy, he's smelling, I'll, I'll mix my metaphors. He walked out on a ledge and is smelling more like a rose than ever when it comes to this, okay? It's a useful narrative for people on the left to lump us all together as violent extremists. Don't buy it. And I present compelling evidence, I would argue, in this piece today at rockoftalk.chat that their whole false narrative is collapsing by the day. Yep. And I think we could also say the same thing for the setup of how this whole thing plays out. And it's a lot more complicated for the taking down of the Onyate statue. Uh, that was literally concocted and set up. I know who set it up. I know how they did it, what they did, and uh, they created a, a big fight. And that, of course, was uh, post uh, hands up, don't shoot. Uh, uh, what, what do you call them of, of Minneapolis? Uh, what do you call them? St. what? Uh, St. George of Fentanyl. St. George of Fentanyl, yeah. So that was post that, taking advantage of a lot. Like there are people who literally create these types of scenes here and they profit directly uh, from them. And then they go jump in front of conservative media at any point. And when you have them dead to rights and you know people in the police department, you know how the whole thing went down. It's like, well, it's circumstantial. Do I want to deal with this one? Like, like I could show it. And, and you know, I know, knowing what I know about Tim Keller's people, knowing what I know about uh, the people who are involved, the, the, the Tim Keller people, by the way, we're trying to prevent what was happening that was uh, happening over there. This actually came uh, in order to create uh, an opportunity, if you will, for the uh, current sheriff of Bernalillo County. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't really want to focus on that. And, and before anyone makes the inevitable allegation, ladies and gentlemen, if you put a burning cross on the lawn of a black American, <laughs> if you vandalize a synagogue, if you beat up a gay person, I think you're scum and you yeah. should go to prison. My argument is this epidemic of yep. conservative libertarian constitutionalist terrorists right. that has swamped the country and it's coming after you and your children. It is pure bunk. And more and more, we're seeing the proof that it is pure bunk.
We'll listen to a good song on the way out. A hundred bad days. Uh, you know, my kids love it. I love it. I love AJR for the most part until you get to that 3 a.m. song and you can look at that lyric. It's uh, it's pretty bad. But uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Hour two up for you. And when we return, we'll have the gubernatorial uh, money returns. Yes, I'll play it out. We'll say who's raising money, who's impressing people, and I guess who's not and where we're all at. I think all of the gubernatorial uh, candidates have all turned in their numbers and we'll see where Michelle Lujan Grisham is uh, as well. Thanks everybody for tuning in. With the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva. When we all got drunk, I ended up with two broke thumbs. Oh my God, I felt so dumb. Lucky me. I wrote a song that no one knows. I played a show and no one showed. Oh my God, I felt so alone. Lucky me. Made a hundred good stories A hundred good stories Make me interesting at parties A hundred bad days Made a hundred good stories A hundred good stories Make me interesting at parties Interesting at parties. A hundred bad days made a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. Yeah, no, I ain't scared of you. No, I ain't scared of you no more. No, I ain't scared of you. No, I. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. On the ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com here on a Monday afternoon, hour two, just for you. Me and the crew, we've got somebody else uh, here uh, who. I will actually consider him an honorary member here of the Rock of Talk crew. I, I can't say his name or what, what, uh, who he is or what he's done, but uh, he has made me better. And Dowd, you have enjoyed his work, and that's about as far as I can go with this. Okay. Uh, but he is here to 
to pick up some pens and uh, see some things and uh, the new swag, the new swag. Yeah, the swag. There's there's pens. Uh, you know, it's got my my name on it and all that kind of stuff. But don't forget, folks, you can catch on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. That's the coolest. But we are killing it on the bandwidth on the television stuff, uh, which is pretty cool. Tell- Television ain't my bag, baby, but I do it anyway, and you guys are loving it, and then you can send the little links out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud if you want to podcast us. We are, like, up over 4,000. And then when it comes to the rockoftalk.chat, the fully blown annotated notes, all the links, the ridiculous song is just, I'm not going to tell you what the song is. You have to go back and subscribe. That's why That's why you subscribe for pennies a day. And then you can go to rockoftalk.tv if you want to download the TV app or rockoftalk.com for the rockoftalk.com app with 65 different radio stations. Soon to be six. Fly me to the moon. My new Frankie Sinatra's radio station where you can listen 24-7. I'm, I'm just working out the final kinks to that. So, um, gotta get it just right i was listening to the lat pack lat pack rat pack lat pack oh man it's a boy those guys and they're back and forth uh, between each other and the good thing about them i'll just say this is that they never thought it was just it was like breathing breathe in breathe out back and forth had no worries the confidence you know the i don't know just it was a different time back at the sands hotel in 63 with Sammy and Dino and, you know, Frankie and the, the boys, whoever wanted to sort of uh, jump in there or whoever <laughs> wanted to be. It was just a different time. Ladies Eddie, ladies. because I love inappropriate and dark and um, blazing saddles, uh, yeah, politically, inc- politically incorrect humor, and I will never apologize for it, people, so I don't care what you think. Um, when Dino would come out holding Sammy Davis in his arms and he would say, I'd like to thank the NAACP for this award. <laughs> if you don't laugh at that, you have no soul. I'm sorry. Okay. You no, know, I've got black people now who are coming to me that uh, are, are literally, let me tell you how bad it's gotten. I've got black people who listen to me in the radio station all the time and, and tell me how much they support what I do. And, and they're like, hey, hey, I just want to let you know, I don't really identify as black anymore. it's like uh everyone's past this whole race thing you know i I was talking to uh one of my buddies okay i'll just i'll start that i'm gonna gonna get the gubernatorial numbers calm down calm down everybody wants to know like who's rate uh come on calm down and and doubt i'm not even kidding the black lives matter radio stations 20 of them are failing They're not generating any money. They can't get sponsors. They can't get advertisers. You have the probably the one of the the least followed television stations. I think it's 173. It's the the Black Something Network that's on there. Like you can't run around identifying a race and then running to the front with only that type of that slice of news. It just doesn't work. Like people are past the whole race thing. I mean, they, and they're past the sex thing. Just the same way people are about you, you black people out there, the same way you are about transgenders and you're on our side when it comes to that. Like, what? What, what are you telling me you're going to be this or that? I, I don't know. I named you Sam, not Sally. Like, yeah, we're, I feel you, dog. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm about to whip your ass, boy. You're going to come in here. 
Tell me that your name is Sally now? What your what your papa gonna say about that? Huh? What kind of crap is that? Oh man, Donald Trump won't put up with any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm doing more Richard Pryor than um what's the host of Family Feud? Oh, Richard Dawson. <laughs> No, no, no. The new, Steve Harvey. Oh, okay. By the way, I love. I was say. <laughs> no, we're in the post-slap era where they're like, you know, the Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Ding, ding, ding. Na, 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 na. You know, like. Yo, what? Will Smith over there defending his defending his his wife over that way. That's all sorts of Chris Rock. Chris Rock, my guy. I love Chris Rock. I always been a Chris Rock. Will Smith ain't even funny. <laughs> He's a white person's black person. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm a Chris Rock guy. I'm a Dave Chappelle guy. I, I don't know what all this about. I don't know. Woke, you not going to come home as Sally. You going to be Sam. I told you. Like, you know, we're just done. So I literally have now, I've got like black people walking up to me. Like, oh, no, I don't really identify as black. I'm not with that politics. I'm concerned. I listen to this radio. I listen to that. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, you're past it. You're like, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a radio. And I was talking to this guy. And was, there's a radio station in Detroit. And it went full Black Lives Matter. Okay? No audience. The black people aren't even listening to it. They're like, what, what is this? What is this? You're only you're. I'm only getting a, a certain section. What do you mean? I'm only owed the black community's opinions now. I'm only getting, you know, uh, what am I? What, what's next? Three fifths votes. What's next? I gotta go. Like I only can't work with black people. Like I can only make so much money in the black community. <laughs> Even black people are like, I'm done with this. I don't know. This Black Lives Matter thing. I don't know. What was this? Was this supposed to put money in my pocket? Was this was I supposed to get something out of this whole thing? Like the only people that are running around with black lives are like Peter Trevesiani and the New Mexico United. Or if you're in front of like, you know, like a white girl who's checking you out over at, at Lush when you're getting your, your hand creams and stuff, and she's got a Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. I'm gonna let you know Black Lives Matter. I love Black Lives. Yeah, they matter, you know. Like, you know, they went through like a lot of hard times and things, you know. Like <laughs> Like, girl, she don't even know. She don't even know who Sally is. You want to go to her and go get Sally? Like, you, Sam, you don't walk into her her department store anymore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's racist, Eddie. Oh, I... <coughs> says the guy who's 4.6% black. And Eddie Aragon would have been the first, first black man in Albuquerque. Then we had something, but now you, you guys have to go over the, the, the you ever see the black man that small? It's a, the Manny Gonzalez. Nobody ever seen a man that small. Nobody. Hey, how the black community behind that? Or the Tim Keller? What, what is that? He, he don't even hire black people. Boy, Eddie's really lost it, boy. He's going to lose the rest of his audience. Yeah, we got to get rid of this guy. He's a, uh, well, yeah, we tried to take out a station. We tried to take out the FM. Well, and who am I? <clears throat> I, actually, I actually like that Eddie Aragon. And the Dave Chappelle and the Chris Rock. That All that. Not good. 
550, 5,500. What is it? Uh, what, what slice is that? Uh, 2.6%, 3.5%. Pretty small. I believe that there's like, uh, I think there's like two black radio stations. We can really relate because on the conservative side, there's about 3.5% uh, conservatives as well. In the state of <laughs> a lot in common. <clears throat> that Eddie Aragon, he brought on a lot of things. I once gave a speech to a black church. Yes, right where I grew up in Mar Martinez Town. No, you know, hey, he's from there. He's over there. Boy, thank God they didn't let me be mayor. They would have had all sorts of. I would have, he would have gotten rid of the the office of equity and division. I don't even know what that we're talking about over there. Equity and division. We still divided, and there ain't no equity. Might as well give it to everybody. I gotta say, I, I was walking through a bookstore, and I see I saw the poet laureate's new. New book. Ooh. It was produced by one ABQ. <gasps> Hakeem Bellamy. Hakeem. Ha Hakeem. Hakeem. We be. We be. Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It is you. It is you. Here he is, the King of Zamunda. <laughs> right. That ain't funny, Eddie. Wait, wait. Yeah. You're really crossing the line over here. I'm. Yeah. I'm a minority. I know. The racist minority. Maybe that's the, the kind of the thing that they're trying to do. Like every single time you guys try to corner me, can me, put all this, like you can't do any of these things. Yeah, the guy's living it. He's living in his office. He, he lives in the slums. <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> he said slums. <laughs> yep. Come on, this is going, <clears throat> Beavis. This is going to be the cool. I, I spent the entire weekend doing Beavis and Butthead impersonations <laughs> for my kids. So I apologize uh, for that. My special effects aren't very special, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm renting you for a full day. So you, you, I'll do Beavis. You do Butthead just to entertain my kids. It's oh, better than Mopsy the Clown. Remember they used to advertise all that crap? You know, it's like, yes. that's a strange, that's a strange creature that I'm not going to bring anywhere no, near my child. There would be like, there would be like commercials for this. I was scared to death. Like, I hope that that person doesn't show up at any party that I'm ever at. Like, <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. Mopsy the Clown. We can just have uh, D. Dowd, uh, Muska, and Eddie Aragon do Butthead and uh, Beavis. You know, Beavis. But. Mike Judge is cool. Graduated from Pius in 83. There he is. That's right. That's right. Oh, Mike Judge. You, you represent. Yeah, the genius that came in. Also coming out of Pius. San Pio in 83 was uh, none other than uh, Steve uh, Maestas of, uh, you might remember him, of uh, development fame. I like him. I believe he sits on a, a board, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm interested to see who he would be and who he donated to. Who did who did Steve Maestas donate to? You remember he was connected to Alan Way? I'm like, we don't want to vote for that guy. Who wants to vote for Alan Way? I'd vote for Steve Maestas. I'm like, Steve, can you run, please? Uh, um, I'll get behind you so I don't have to run. Uh, it, no. Lonnie, can you run? I realize you don't. Well, can we just turn you into Lonnie Martinez? Lonnie's like a Spanish name. We could have just said Lonnie. I'm voting for Lonnie, you know, and he had to pick up and move. So I'm like trying to find these candidates that are kind of going there. And then all of a sudden we got all whites, no Hispanics to run for the governor of the state in New Mexico. Against a woman, uh, again, our condolences to the governor of the state of New Mexico who lost her mom. Against a woman, <laughs> literally in a democratically charged, uh, who has tyrannically run this, but, you know, has 
all the bleeding hearts uh, right there with her. And let's get into the and into the numbers, shall we? Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Read them and weep, as they say. Money talks and doubt. I believe he can finish that sentence even. Uh, um, uh, 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 Barbara Streisand walks. Yeah, <laughs> trying, uh, trying to clean Babs. it up. <laughs> oh, Babs. There she is in all her glory. Okay, here's the numbers. Mark Ronchetti, look at him. He's so... I'm, I'm surprised that someone hasn't made a Mark Ronchetti bear. Oh my God! Did you remember when we had the Trump bears? Someone's gonna make a Mark Ronchetti bear. What do you think? Like a little Mark? Oh, they used to call him Mark Ron Cutie. Oh, oh he's so cute. Pinch his cheek. Got rosy cheeks. He's so cute. Look at him. Look at him. He's over there flexing in front of the weather. Look over here in Deming, Farmington. Here we are, down in up in Chama. He was like. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I do the Hulk poses like this. Look at this, Dad. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I think Macha. I wish we could actually go into. Well, you know, Mean Gene. I wish we could go back into the annals of. Uh, <laughs> he said annals. <laughs> Beavis, shut up, Beavis. So, if we went into the annals of history of WWE, I would hope that we would learn that Super Macho oh yeah, would be way before Hulk Hogan, don't you think? Oh yeah. Like, he invented the moves. Absolutely. Either he, he or Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I, I do impressions by the way, just to get Dow to do the better <laughs> impression. Is that sad? Is that is there something seriously wrong with Well, me? I'm a former WWE employee for oh, six months yeah, on the campaign, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a WWE cartoon? I feel like there was. It might have been. I think there was. I think it was after Muppet Babies on Saturday mornings at 7. I bet you I'm right. Mark Ronchetti. We've raised $2.1 million. Oh, yeah. $2.1 million in just a, just a few months. Is that exactly three months? Even that I wouldn't have guessed that much. Wow. I would like to have a more concrete number. Yeah. By the way, that's not Mark Ronchetti raising that money. That's... uh. Oh, the Super G McCluskey, yeah. Oh, yeah. G McCluskey, and uh, 2.1 is that is that good? Is that good? Thank you, New Mexico, for believing in our campaign and the movement we're creating. Movement. So he's now in a movement. Out of nowhere, vaccine, masking, nothing. But out of nowhere, the man is running a movement. <laughs> Get on the... I got my run teddy bear. My Mark Ron Keddy, Keddy Bear. Oh, isn't that, isn't that like perfect? Isn't it? I just, I just, that's perfect. Dowd, you, you, that's such a good marketing ploy that, that you are all over that. You know that that's going to, yeah. that's going to work. All right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Here's the numbers. Read them and weep, folks. Oh, coming in at a strong number two. Your favorite, D. Dowd Muska. And you share a name. It'd be like Dow, 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 Dow. Very strong. Look at this. Rebecca Dow has $700,000 on hand after raising $1.1 million. This is after a time that she was not even able. She was frozen. 
She was frozen for whatever, 45 right, days. And right, then two, right. right. Is that correct? Yep. She, yep, she, yep, she, got, yep. she got frozen. They, they put the deep freeze on Rebecca Dow. That's a lot of coin. She's the only elected leader out of uh, all the gubernatorial candidates uh, that's uh, up at the, up in Santa Fe, fantasy. Life is just a fantasy. And it, it is for homeowners, $622,000. Here we go. Uh, opening balance for reporting period. This is, I believe, is this uh, Greg Zanetti? Is he coming in at numero, numero tres? Huh. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. Uh, only a current cash balance about one. Oh, about one. He's going to, he's, uh, Zanetti has raised $508,000. You know, I'm a big Zanetti fan. Everybody knows. Sorry. <clears throat> I didn't know if I was saying that loud enough there. Sorry. <laughs> Dad's like, what is this? He's better or not. Yeah. Current cash balance, 172K. Ooh. 700 versus 172. Ah, ah, ah. What do you guys all think because the financial guy is the financial guy? He doesn't need money? Oh, you don't need money. You're making all the money. Ah, oh, there you are. Making the money. Money, 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 money. Uh, all the money is just coming your way. Money. Uh, there's the money. No, I'm not going to answer your phone calls on Google Voice. Okay, so yeah, this is not, this is no, it's no bueno. Not good. I don't like that. Those aren't enough. Those aren't enough dollars, as they say. So closing balance, this reporting period is 172,000. That's not good. Okay. And then uh, do I have a number for the so 2.14 for uh, Ron Ketty? He's got expenditures of 583. He's got a cash on hand of 1.5, um, which is about $900,000 more than Rebecca Dow. And then uh, I'm waiting for, is this, I'm trying to look for Jay Block, but I don't see him here. Um, doubt if you could look, I believe on a website, you should probably have, uh, the, any new sites going to be reporting Michelle Lujan Grisham. So, um, I believe that she's probably in the 5 million. <laughs> Is that about right? Yeah. Let's yeah, see. She's going to be, she's going to be up there. She's a little person with a lot of money. Okay, she is raised to oh goodness two point seven million yeah. for the reelection in the shortened fundraising period. Mm -hmm. uh, despite the shortened fundraising period, she got two point six seven million with nearly three point seven eight million on cash on hand. Whoa! So she has three point seven plus. You raised an additional two point one. Is that it? That's what they seem number? to be claiming. Yeah. Okay, so three point seven. Carry the one. Carry the two. Sorry. 4.7, 5 5.7, 5.8. 5.8. Is that, is that outraising the entire Republican bench? So, yeah, sounds like, yeah. 5.8 million for Michelle Lujan Grisham. Do, I, do we got that number correct? Mm-hmm. Guess the, you guys didn't mask, you guys, you guys didn't get enough masking? You guys didn't get enough vaccine? You guys didn't get enough shutdown? You guys didn't get enough of your shutdown? You needed more of a shutdown, I guess. Is that, is that what the people, the, is that what the money's saying? So the the money's uh, the money's talking, huh? The money. Well, there's saying, no wonder she raised all that money because she has delivered monumental tax cuts, huge, huge um, yeah, household relief, mm. uh, raises for educators and school staff, and tuition-free higher education for every New Mexican. There it is, folks. Read them and weep. So, uh, Ron Ketty in it. Uh, I don't have, I don't have anything for Jay Block. 
You have anything for Jay Block? He's the numero uno by like, uh, I think he had three more votes than Rebecca Dow, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. yeah, three more votes. And I don't know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Patriots, red, white, and blue. He was, he was on the plane there with, uh, but, but, you know, Zanetti has a higher rank than, than, uh, than Jay Block. But Jay did actually, I don't know. I kind of got to give a leg up to Jay because he did call to check on me. That That's was right. actually, that was really nice. I like that. It was a nice touch. He wants to know who you're traveling with. Right? Yeah, who are you traveling with? Who are you traveling with? Where are you living? What's going on? What are you? Who are you with? <laughs> oh, I'm all sorts of bad, but who cares? Uh, back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva. We've got uh, a lot more to get to, and uh, we will do so when we return. 526 uh, in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, here in this wonderful beautiful monday afternoon hopefully we'll get the final numbers there on j block and we'll see where we're at uh, overall but uh, ron ketty leads the way with uh, dow and zanetti uh, trailing there but uh, dow coming in with a strong numero dos there that is a, a strong hand uh, to be playing with 1.1 million plus raise so pretty good there Remember, it is Michelle Lujan Grisham going after Rebecca Dow. That seems to be whom she is most afraid of. So we'll get your thoughts. If you want to jump in and uh, make a quick call and let us know kind of what you're thinking, we'd love to hear from that. Uh, 527 back and forth. <laughs> Thirty-three here in the Kiva, a little Van Halen. There it was on this day. It was uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Oh boy, she was. She's something to look at. She really, really took uh, Eddie's passing pretty hard back in nineteen eighty-one on this day. She was uh, also co-star of the sitcom One Day at a Time. I actually like that. And I remember it's one of the earliest ones I remember. They had met eight months earlier when Bertinelli's brother took her to a Van Halen concert in. Shreveport, I believe that is Louisiana. She does look like a Louisiana doll. I think, uh, Dad, you would agree with that. She's gorgeous. Uh, Ellery Bertinelli, uh, which is 65, 66 years young. But, uh, uh -huh. boy, she is uh, easy on the eye. Uh, Eddie's son, who's also a guitarist, uh, took uh, the passing of his father very, very, very hard. Uh, Eddie, you know, one of the great things that you remember about Eddie is how connected uh, he sort of was to all the fun in the rock and roll industry. He was uh, hailed as the greatest guitarist. I think it was Young Way Malmsteen. Uh, I think you have, uh, you might remember him from Crossroads. And then, uh, of course, you've got uh, you know, 
Eddie Van Halen. Who are some other, you know, great uh, guitarists? Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, yeah. Hendrix. I mean, you, you just, yeah, they, I mean, and he was, yeah, Hendrix, I'd probably say, along with uh, Eddie Van Halen, the left-handed, uh, by the way, Hendrix, who played a right-handed guitar left-handed, which is how you got that uh, funky, cool-ass sound. A little tribute to Jimmy there. Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, pretty awesome stuff. So, yeah, married back in the day, and uh, you know, Eddie no longer... Uh, with us got a lot of friendly texts uh, especially this one uh, coming from one of my favorites it says oh man i do have to say eddie your show is going downhill not topic at all you're all over the place so and brand new texter by the way this is someone who didn't like that i'm not getting behind their candidate and you know what i don't care i don't care when i said oh you don't like my push kathleen one of the great things about the systems and everything is like I've got names for everybody who texts in. So, but you know, just she's she goes, Wow, wow. I'm like, Yeah, wow, isn't that cool to be connected to a radio personality like immediately and get called out after you decide that you want to? Oh, I'm just gonna text in and let him know that his show is really going downhill. He was imitating black people and then he was imitating people in the South Valley, and I think the show is really, really going downhill. Just stay away from my end of the, the dial on the AM side over here. The AM's for American, by the way, of which you are not. Wow. Wow. There we go. Fauci was behind changing shameful uh, grids or gay-related immune disorder to AIDS. Is that true, Dow? Do you know anything about uh, In the early days, it was called gay-related immuno disorder because it was so concentrated in that community. And then, of course, oh. they tried to make it out that we were all equally at risk of it. And Oprah said... By 1990, one in five heterosexuals will have AIDS. Kind of like what they did the last two years when they said we were all equally oh. uh, susceptible to COVID and we weren't. Okay. Oh, we did this before. Oh, we put us through a trial run last time. Uh, great movie, Matthew Modine and the band played on. Make sure to watch it. Good one. It's a sexually transmitted disease and should elicit shame, not sympathy, just like syphilis. Um, hmm. Randy Rhodes. Oh, Tracy. Tracy loves the Randy Rose. Who loves the Randy Rose? See, once you get into a voice, you can't get away from it. This, it's like the rest of the day. Uh, Oprah. Boy, she's all sorts of crazy. She she totally is nuts. And by the way, the reason I can't get behind Doctor Oz is because remember he and I met him last year. He was at the I was at the wedding for Elvis. Elvis. He's on Z100. He was getting married to his whatever. Uh, and no, I was not there to celebrate, although Michelle Lujan Grisham was to celebrate the union. Union, right? Is that what you call it? Gay marriage is union. Is that uh, whatever? Whatever that is. I would, whatever that hullabaloo is all about when they get together and celebrate. They were giving away a car. Ooh. Is that the Eldorado Hotel? You know how much money these people have? Those people, Eddie, what's wrong with you? Uh, no, they were literally giving away a car at the wedding. I just happened to be there because of the... Uh, taking pictures. You're taking the pictures over there. And Dr. Oz walked outside. He was over there at the Elvis, the Z100 thing. Yeah, he was. He's a, he's very woke, by the way. And let's not forget, how did we find out about Dr. Oz? What's her name? You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Oz came from Oprah. So he did. No, no, no dice, Gino. Yeah, for me. Uh, let's see, uh, <clears throat> $5,000 beans promo copy EV. I don't even know it. Eddie Van Halen autographed this. Wow. $5,000. There we Very go. Very cool. Promo copy of Van Halen three. He's got it signed and he sent me a picture of it. 
Send me your address so I can break into your house. And he's, I need some money. <laughs> gonna pay my bills. I'm gonna see what I could get. Maybe the pun guy will buy it for me. What about Stevie Ray Vaughan? Yeah, greatest guitarist ever. Yeah, uh, he plane crashed. Did he not? Didn't Ray Vaughan's uh, plane crash? I believe he plane crashed. I believe he went down. so. But it was not Leonard Skinner. It was not yeah. Leonard. It was not on the same plane as Leonard Skinner. <laughs> no, no, there was a different, different. Croce, uh, Croce, Vaughn, Patsy Cline, Patsy Cline, Buddy Holly. Well, when you fly that much, I mean, the odds are kind of stacked against you. Nineteen ninety. Wow. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Nineteen thirty-five. My goodness. Zappa. Zappa uh, uh, considered one of the greatest. Oh, let's see. What about Stevie Ray uh, He did something called the helicopter. I don't know. I don't, I've never listened to Stevie Ray Vaughan. I always thought of Stevie Ray Vaughan the way that people think of certain rock and roll things. Like, if, oh, by the way, if this is your first time listening, your first time texting, I also know that. And uh, when you text in because you're trying to get audience other people, I will read your text, even if it's totally nasty about me, especially if it's nasty about me. Because I, I, think, I think everybody loves, I really do believe that everybody loves to hear me read the negative text about myself. I mean, that's what they like about Mark Ronchetti. Mark Ronchetti reads tweets, negative tweets about himself, about other people, mean tweets. Isn't that like a mean tweet thing? Is that what, remember yes. the Obama thing? Yeah, the yep, mean yep. tweet, mean tweet. Yeah. At least I will be president. At least I will go down in history as a president. Oh, Worst president yeah. in history is Barack Obama. The best, followed by the best one. Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, he went into a helicopter crash. I didn't know that. Well, what's the difference? It's something in the air that went down. Is there a difference amongst people who survive or die in plane versus helicopter? I don't know. <laughs> tomato, tomato, you know, plane, helicopter, it's all the same, you know. It just it, Oh, the day before his death, he allegedly told his band and crew members about a nightmare he had in which he was at his own funeral and saw thousands of mourners. Oh, there you go. Maybe he pulled the plug on himself. Speaking of uh, suicide, we should probably look at that uh, Washington Redskins, Ohio State. I watched the film of how he spent his first million. It's a sad story, but uh, lo looking more and more like he has taken his own life. Oh. Stepped out into, uh, he went Groundhog Day style, stepping out in front Oof. of the dump truck. Yeah, that's Oof. what it looks like. I'm not, not sure yet. We're waiting for this to kind of come out. Helicopter, helicopter. Uh, don't change your name or your picture on your, when you tweet me or... Uh, I am me, I guess. Is that, is that an I am? What it meant? DM me. DM. Every time I say DM, I think of Lizzo, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ray. Nope. 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 Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Eddie, I identify as a ghost. When you go downhill, it's because you're on ground floor where people can relate to you. So not so high up there. We can't hear you. That's very funny. Thank you. Oh, I love it when people try to make me feel good because without you trying to make me feel good, I don't feel good. Uh, uh, wow, this is a long one. Hi, Eddie. I resubscribed to the Rock of Talk last month, but I'm not set up with you to get the daily blog. That doesn't make sense. Which yeah, I always right, respond right. to when I get. I love the Rock of Talk. Please include me with a blog. That's from uh, J-Man. Uh, at the conference to confront misinformation sponsored by the left, they got schooled by a journalism student that pointed out that CNN and other news media outlets that completely misinformed the public on a regular basis. Panel members had no response to the misleading agenda of the Trump-Russian collusion, Justice Smollett's fake mugging, defunding the police, the border policy, international policies, and the Hunter Biden laptop. And there was so, so, so much more. It was more like a conference to celebrate misinformation instead of anything else. Uh, Eddie, what the hell was that bumper song? It was 100 Bad Days. I know. I know. I know. I, I, my kids love it. Once in a while, I got to do something for my kids. You know, Made me turn the station. I'll check back tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate you being honest that way. 
made me turn the station. Didn't didn't like uh, AJR. That's totally fine with me. Dowd actually uh, happened to like that a little bit. FBI pretty much creates investigations to justify its existence. I think we can now see how the ATF, DEA, et cetera, could just create work for themselves. Otherwise, they would be taking care of drug cartels, organized crime, immigration, et cetera. Then these government agencies would have to downside and reduce government. Unvaxxed are now domestic terrorists. In fact, the guy who just walked in to the radio station was here and then now has left, lost his job because he was not vaxxed. He yep. 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 Uh, Eddie, we've, we've already uh, hit an apology regarding the uh, the deceased football player. Okay. Um, I guess it's is it Sports Illustrates? Uh, ESPN Sports reporter yeah. has been forced to apologize. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's see. He was put out on his Twitter account. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in Southern California. Per his agent Cedric Saunders. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. He has apologized for that incredibly offensive. Very, very, tweet. very insensitive. Uh, he, so the apology is first, I wanted to address the death of Dwayne Haskins and the tweet yeah. I posted this weekend. It was insensitive. Very. It was a mistake. And totally. I can assure you, it was not my mm. intention. I wish I could have taken that tweet back. Good. Just reporting facts, and you have Even to apologize. reporting anymore. You have to apologize in America in 2022 for reporting facts. Mm, there you go. I love America, USA. It looks like we're going to make it to 250 with attitudes like that. That's going to go good. Dowd, uh, before you start the show, and in fact, before I start the show, I'm going to apologize. Just, and then we're going to wrap it up with an apology. What do you think? Well, I like that, but I'm also, but I'm a little worried, you know, we are a bilingual, trilingual, quadlingual. We have to apologize in multiple languages. I'll we do have it in Dine and Spanish. Dine, you, absolutely. You, you hold down the French. She might win, no, she won't win. <laughs> because it's, uh, the books are cooked, as they say. We're not going to get some crazy, fanatical, right-wing, crazy woman. That's why we run seven liberals at, at the right-wing nut job. She still gets, she still gets like half the, the vote. Marie Le Pen, oh, what's wrong with her? She liked the wine. She liked the cheese. France grows. Francois Mitterrand, first socialist. France sucks again. <laughs> you guys don't remember that? Do you guys remember when wine really went down? You remember when California overtook France when it came right. to the wine? You went, oh, during Francois Mitterrand. Oh, yeah, you're the, you're the leader of the country. We were able to kick their, <clears throat> you know, they would kick their asses. It rolls, it rolls. Sorry, I, I got to get all the Beavis and Butthead out. It just sucks for me. Rick Nelson free basing in his airplane. <laughs> I literally just read the text before. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's been debunked. I don't know, but I believe it has. <laughs> How would anybody know? How would anybody know that thing? It's like, well, well we looked around and uh, we saw the guy with uh, what looked to be a chemistry set and he didn't set the plane on fire. I went down by other means. Like, how would they know? Um, let's see. Eddie, when I was in the Air Force, I worked with ECM. Do you know what that is, Dow? Uh, something about electronic control. I thought ECM. it sounded like a spark generator with a carrier wave and it screws up what you're trying to listen to on the receiver end. Why would electronic countermeasure, I'm sorry. Oh, electronic, electronic countermeasure. countermeasure. There we go. Thank you. God. What would I do with that? Eddie, I live in Ventana Ranch. I kept listening through the static because it was better than anything else on the dial. You're the best. 
keep plugging away, Tom. Tom. If I can make a Tom happy, boy, that's great. Eddie is a federal crime to jam an FCC regulated radio signal intentionally. I know the exact areas you mentioned for the bad signals. We drove northbound I-25 to westbound twice a week, and I noticed it through there. I was bing bong. I was on top of that. And I got to... Uh, um, I got to say, I'm really excited about the people who just like literally, and I didn't, I don't want to believe that. I just don't. I just, I'm not going to, even now, even if it were true, I would probably say like, nah, he didn't mean to do it. Oh, what do I care? Nah, throw the, throw the bums out. Resigning. Yeah, you and I have the same perspective on that. I, I when, people, when people say to me like, oh, they were really plotting against you or, you know, oh, he was jealous of, of you. I always think. That's not true. Nobody, nobody even would think about me. Who but, knows who but I am? Sometimes I it is. Sometimes it yeah. is true. I think. <laughs> I think last week I made a true statement. I'll say it again. I would do this show even if it was uh, just doubt and I doing the show. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind I'd be doing this. I don't show. work. There's for no living. doubt in my mind. I just do it. <laughs> Challenge them at every juncture. And you keep doing what you're doing. It's so satisfying when they gulp and stammer when you're on. Resign <laughs> for diversity. White people who believe their profession needs more diversity should resign and give up their positions. To members of the underrepresented groups, be the quit and equity. Wow. That's not racist. No, that's not racist. White people don't don't call a white person white. Uh, no, he's a white person. Oh, no, you're not racist. Uh, let's see. National trans investigation of the wreck on that Ricky Nelson stuff. Eddie, I listen to the static as well as here in Placidus. I will always listen. What else do I do? What else do we do? What do we do to, to earn this kind of, you know, awesomeness? It's great. There we go. And uh, no more, sta no more static clean. What was the static clean? Uh, did, did they even, uh, you know what the most interesting place is? I'm not even kidding. A laundromat. Uh -huh. You want to find the most interesting characters in any city. Uh -huh. Right? I mean, it just sort of brings the best and the worst all together. Yes. You might find a woman who just had her washing machine broken, right? And she's yep. like, yep. you know, she got to put it all together and she doesn't know how to like get quarters. And then you find the person who's got it down to a science who knows exactly the timing, six minutes per quarter in the dryer versus the buck 50, 250, you know, like all this. And that dryer doesn't work and this one works. And I don't use that. That, that detergent, that $3 is the same as the one that you're spending $20 for, like those people know how to live on the fringes right there. Big time. When you're talking about a quartered world, right? Where you're just looking for dimes, nickels, and quarters, and they still touch cash, right? That's and they're right. all sitting in there looking at each other with their most valuable things. They're closed, right? And they know when you pick up and leave and go into a laundromat when you come out. Some of them are outside, like smoking. Some of them are inside guarding. Like literally, you want to find out about human... Yeah, they're like in front of their washer and dryer, just watching. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Yep. They're they're like protecting it, like they're playing defense. You know, uh -huh, they got uh -huh. their palms up, their hands out. They're like playing defense on basketball. Like it's 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 like a crazy. Like people are tripped out. People come in drunk. Oh yeah. Oh, I think there's people that just like get drunk, get loaded, and then go to the laundromat. I'm like, uh -huh, uh -huh. go to Sunday morning at the university area, about I don't know, say 10, 11 noon time. And go to the laundromat over there. Just just watch. And then all of a sudden, if you haven't been there or they know that you're quote unquote new, you are immediately identified by the coin laundry operator and she will come and ask you what you need. <laughs> There's a level of territorialness that, that's oh, going oh, on. It's oh. like, we know that you're, 
this your first time mm-hmm. at the laundromat? <laughs> Do you know how this works? This we is can help laundry you. run by coins. No, that one doesn't take H E. <laughs> this one does take. Am I am I kidding? Do you know well, it? Right? College kids, homeless, immigrants, old people. You're right. If you want to be entertained, go to the laundromat. <laughs> yeah, it used to be first buffet. Now it's the laundromat. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot of other stories uh, to get to. You can get so many at the uh, Daily Blast. Uh, why don't you run us uh, a quick uh, run through for a couple minutes before we hit the top of the hour? We got to reward all of our advertisers. We got some new guys that have come on. We got a new mortgage broker. We got a new uh, uh, barn grill, which we're going to talk about uh, as well. Um, cool. Folks, we've got uh, 39 different, ad- 41 different advertisers here on the radio station to support it. Best way to support this radio station is to support the listeners. I support the advertisers who support your listening here on this uh, radio program. And um, I've already got everything mapped out with uh, Jim for our Saturdays in the salon. Uh, Dowd, I want to take, I want to tell you our Saturdays in the salon has taken a, a slightly different creative twist and I'm pretty happy about it. And I'm going to share the notes with you. I don't expect you to kind of get the notes out on it, but it's going to be a very creative uh, endeavor and a lot more fun, a lot more uh, community driven uh, as well. But uh, now, will I be able to still do an interview from time to time? Or oh, you 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 do whatever you like. Okay, whatever you yeah, that's uh, there's no you know whatever you because I got a couple to. of emails out to uh, I want to do an interview of the Waldorf uh, private educational movement here in okay. uh, in in New Mexico because my nephew goes to a Waldorf school back east. So that I was going to start with, and I also want to talk to a guy up in Los Alamos who is a real interest. He's a lefty. But he and I probably agree on some of the national security stuff, and he also has a very good historical perspective about federal "quote unquote" investment in New Mexico. I've, I've got some really good interview prospects lined up. Uh, you put out the, uh, I believe we call them in the industry, the feelers, right? Feelers, the feelers. Yes, indeed. Yes. Hour three coming up for you and me, and the Dowd makes three right here in the Kiva on AM sixteen hundred KIVA abq.fm rockoftalk.com i remember this wonderful song the pointer sisters released this this one's a beauty ladies and gentlemen i don't i don't know the names of these pointer sisters i feel like i should know them by name they were in vogue before en vogue was en vogue they released this song the third single from their 10th studio album breakout jump for my love the uh, song hit the top 10 on three billboard charts and was the best selling american dance song of the year, 5.53, 6 o'clock hour, up next. Technologies, security service solutions. Security, a variety of security for cloud, perimeter, network, server, and email. 
S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505-242-5683. 505-242-5683. S3 Technologies, online, s3nm.com. Hi, this is Mark Minacucci with the Minacucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. 
All of our employees live here and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS 188-348. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Tim Berg. Come on, 
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I'm Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk AM 600 KIV, I just need to hear that from Blondie today. Ooh, I don't know. I just, I, I had to wait for that part to actually kind of come in. It's, it's that good. That girl's having that much fun during that time, during her her disco days. Uh, I know, Dow, that gets you going, right? Little, uh, I uh, I was alive. Uh, I was. She go. She's I, going I, again. Hold on. We'll, we'll we'll bring you in. I gotta go ahead. I, I was I was alive uh, during the disco era. I'm that old. My mother uh, tells the story. It's her favorite story of her children. Um, Atlantic City around the time that song was released. Seventy eight. We're at a. Yep. We're, we're at around the boardwalk at a, uh, a convention. My father is attending. Uh, my father's father's business was the home heating oil uh, business back in the post-war. Connecticut was growing and building aircraft engines and submarines and you know everything for the Cold War. My grandfather started a home heating oil business, made him very wealthy, and uh, I, I never saw a dollar of that. But anyway, moving on, uh, we were at my father was working with his father in the business for a couple of years before he started the orchard. And my mother says we walked by the disco, the discotheque. My sister's probably nine, and I'm probably seven, and we. My sister and I look in to the discotheque with the spinning balls and the leisure suits and the in the the flowing uh, uh, oh, attire yeah. on the women and people, yeah. you know, doing a little Bolivian marching powder. And she says, mm -hmm. "Our eyes got as big as silver dollars." <laughs> My yeah. sister and I looked and said, "We don't see that in rural Connecticut." <laughs> no, I'm going to Miami this uh, this weekend. <laughs> So I'm heading out there uh, Thursday night on an overnight red eye is what they call it uh, Friday. And then uh, while you guys are uh, making your uh, marches to Santuario, I'll be broadcasting Friday afternoon with D-Dowd Muska live in the Kiva as you guys are doing that. Um, but um, Ian Schrager, uh, he is the designer of a hotel known. Whoa. He's a hotel a designer of something called the Delano. I, I, by the way, I have a bad ingrown toenail and I have to be super careful with it. And I'm, like trying to bang it around. And I'm almost on like my, my parents were like, you have to go to the podiatrist. I'm not going to the podiatrist. There's no possible way. And uh, I'm like 90% there with it. So I'm very careful about how I, how I touch it. So that's why I was like, I can't, I can't step over it too, too quickly. So uh, he's the designer of a, a hotel called the Delano. Are you familiar with that? It's like on 17th and Collins in hmm. Miami is kind of an amazing place. Oh. I stayed at another hotel for uh, Ian Schrager uh uh called public which is amazing which is in um <clears throat> um things like soho i guess is what you would call it in new york city it's an amazing guy the guy's an amazing designer and uh the guy uh along with his partner was responsible for this disco era i mean what you're seeing right here this is called Studio 54. Used to be at the MGM Grand. They actually, the, what you're hearing here. Feel that. Feel it. Feel it. I don't know that anything like feels like, like that. I don't know that anything feels like that anymore. And when we're going to get to this shutdown and Pennsylvania and all the crap and the stuff that's out there. And it's really bad. Things are not good, okay? Because we're, we're trying to go back into this. I'm like, there's no way. We, we, we need to get back to the point where we're rebelling against the bad things that are happening. And, and certainly disco, I think, was a little part of it. However bad or good, oh, I don't do disco. Like you, There's a disco song in all of us that we all know and we all dance to. 
for many of you, that happens to be the one of them. I don't know if it's Call Me, American Gigolo, Richard Gere, and all that. But when I had the opportunity to like stay at the Delano back in the day, stay at public back in the day in, uh, in New York City, like it's an amazing place. It's amazing what design and elements and like all these pieces and how they sort of enrich life. And we forget that. We forget what life is like. And yet we're going to go back into this. And, and I'm sure Dow's trying to like figure out why is Eddie playing this stuff? And it has to do with like, there's a whole other world out there. Florida or Florida or whatever you want to call it. Okay. It's an entire different universe than New Mexico. We just, as you heard at the top of the show, we were rated the third worst in the entire country to only New Jersey and New York. Okay. Couldn't have gotten worse than, than, than New Mexico, essentially. And the, the, you know, per people per square mile, we covered that. We covered like all of the, it's just ridiculousness. Okay. And yet here we are, we're going to go back into this because Pennsylvania or some other blue state is going to try and stay blue. And they're doing this lockdown in Philadelphia because they want to go ahead and impress upon a very stupidly informed people. <laughs> Low information voter, to quote the uh, late great, the greatest, Rush Limbaugh. Okay. These are people who don't know any better. They only know what you tell them, the information that you send them. And these are people that are walking the malls all the time. They're like, why are all these people walking the malls with masks on? I asked people, took a quick survey. Well, they feel insecure. A lot of people just don't get good information, right? As a, and all of that. A lot of them think it's cool. A lot of them don't feel like very confident and all this stuff. But by and large, it's virtue signaling saying that they are on this side. I literally saw two shirts, two different dudes. Uh, we got the goatee walking down. It's like, yeah, we're going to, it's something about um, how the Ukraine doesn't run from the Russians. I'm like, what does that guy know about geopolitics? Zero. The man wearing that shirt knows zero about geopolitics. And dad, you would love walking through this whole entire thing. I walked up to the guy that's uh, doing the, the thing so that my kids could take a ride. Yeah, it's this heavy, thick foreign accent and totally fine with that, ready to buy up. And it's like, first thing he talks about is legal. You know, well, I said, why am I signing this waiver and doing all this, uh, you know, hullabaloo? Why, why, why do I need to do any of this stuff? He's like, well, in case you break it, uh, you will pay for us to replace it. I'm like, well, that's what you're trying to do, essentially. He's like trying to get me to replace something because I'm sure you can create a break. And I'm not going to go ahead and, and do that. We've got into this ridiculousness about how being fear of litigation, fear of having COVID. I mean, we're talking about nanoparticles and all this, like things you can't prevent. We're not going to get locked down again. Even if you try to lock us down, we're not going to go down. We're not going to get vaxxed. We're not going to put up with any of your crap. And 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 we just heard at the, the top of the hour, as I was reading this, virus going to virus. Fauci on Sunday appeared to throw in the towel on more government restrictions. Isn't that what it was just read over COVID-19 insisting it's now up to Americans to make their own medical risk assessment, make them. It is now a gang mentality. Folks, you can't go on any longer with this crap and you have to impress upon and your push has to be They're They're waiting for you. Oh, didn't we get this right? No, you got to keep pushing because it's propaganda. Propaganda doesn't have a sense of timing. It's all the time, 24-7, in your ear, in your face, or in your mask, I guess. And it's right in front of you. He says, this is not going to be eradicated. It's not going to be eliminated. 
this week. And this is going, what's going to happen is that we're going to see each individual is going to have to make their calculation, the amount of risk they want to take. What they're getting to ultimately is to getting a mandated vax across the country. That's why they want you to do it. And they're going to create, they're going to create their own chaos so that they create the fear in you to where you feel like, well, remember they can literally kill you by getting rammed to death, rammed and vented to death. Okay. I'm working on a story right now. Dowd has not, not any clue about it, but I'm going to get to the bottom of this particular story of a very healthy 46 year old. Mm. Now get back to this whole entire thing about living life. Living life is about traveling, moving, going place to place, not being stuck in one place, experiencing places to eat, music to hear, sports to view, life to live. You've been on lockdown too much, okay? Way too much. I've been on lo- the least amount of lockdown of any single person I know. Dowd, you would agree with that. There's I nobody. Would, uh, completely agree with that. Yeah, there's nobody who's been more places, done more things, and talked to more people during the COVID lockdown. I, I literally fear nobody. Uh, the last thing in my head, it was in my head for all of a day and a half. There's people, I've literally like had direct interactions, physically touching people who are infected with COVID. I'm like, I'm not going to get it. And I don't get it. Because I'm not going to get it. I do way too many things to take care of myself. You can do the very same things. We've, we've tried to help you with that stuff. Okay. Ultimately, you're responsible. Now, Fauci has arrived at our final calculation and all this. Okay. It only took two years. So if you look at the Daily Blast today, and we're going to go through this because this is why this particular item is so important. Spend 19 cents. I can go get a, a $8 boba for my kid. Okay. Smooch. Want the, uh, oh my God. Oh, so good. The gobies uh, and the, yeah. the boba. I'm a boba. I'm a, I, I got to say, I'm a, I'm a total original boba and caramel boba guy with little chocolate drizzle on top of my, um, I get the cocachino. Oh, I love the cocachino. Oh, the cocachino is like, like they know me by name. They, and my, my son's, he's a flamingo. Got to go for the flamingo. He gets the new, new, he gets the cherry and the strawberry new, new. Oh yeah. Got that down boy. Nothing feels bigger than hanging out with dad and having, uh, you know, strawberry and cherry new, new, not waiting in line, doing the online order and then getting the uh, 10% back. Basically you get 10%, five bucks for every 50. It's good. It's, it's worth it. Totally worth it. Sorry. I'm doing a, a shameless plug for, for the <laughs> you're in the stuff. rewards club. <laughs> oh, everyone's in the rewards club. You just show up. You just enter your phone numbers. Rewards, reward. My son gets the uh, berry sexy, right? And I, uh, he gets the goby. He gets the strawberry goby and the strawberry nunu. So with the berry sexy, it's, it, it's all berry. It's all good. Right. And you're sitting there like, Oh, hey, you're, you're feeling good. You're feeling that's going to go away. No more bobas in the mall watching freaky people like not spend any money on anything. Why are you at the mall? Why aren't you buying something? Why aren't you purchasing things? So for that price, I could get two weeks of, but no, I can get an entire month for one of those damn drinks, the smooch level. I'm like your brain could get filled or you can get, uh, I don't know, about a half an hour of, of, of liquid passion coming through in the flamingo. It's up to you folks. Subscribe today, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Fauci warning indoor mask mandates might make a comeback, Dowd. Lay it on us. 
Yeah, uh, that's uh, Fauci, Mr. Fauci, Doctor Fauci. Fauci. Uh, you know, again, you never even if you get a little ray of sunshine from Fauci, he'll he'll bring back the you know he'll bring the darkness as well. Uh, the idea of it being an individual responsibility, I'm, I don't know why he wasn't saying that two years ago. That's where where we were. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you look at the CDC with their new metrics, it's clear that most of the country, even though we're seeing an uptake, is still in the green zone, uh, which means that masking is not recommended. But uh, but we're watching it very, very closely. We see you at the airports. We see, we see you at the airports. And the first Fauciite, the, the, the Fauci underling to cave on this uh, would be none other than Cheryl uh, Bettigol. This moved to just a couple uh, minutes ago. Uh, as we heard, uh, this is justthenews.com. Good news. Just the news. Reliable great, news great website. Site. Good great site. site. Good yeah. site. There's not many left, just but rockettalk.chat and, and just the news. Uh, quote, if we fail to act now, knowing that every previous wave ah. of infections has been followed by a wave of hospitalizations and a wave of deaths, it'll be too late for many of our residents! Wow. Uh, that is Lord. the God, health commissioner like... of the city of Philadelphia, oh. Cheryl uh, Betigo. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, expect go. that very same statement if we fail to act now, I don't know, a couple of weeks or maybe right after the election coming from Hey, uh, Governor, uh, Governor, metrics aren't looking good, Governor. Uh, uh, yeah, we made a lot of progress under your brilliant leadership, Governor, but, uh, you know, we, we have to act now, uh, Governor. Uh, whatever you say, Governor. That's our beloved He's, uh, Dr. Dr. Disgrace. Disgrace or Dr. <laughs> Disgraced. Yes. Um, and, uh, folks, just in case you think Helps you're going to back your way out of this, a new study coming out with your fourth vaccination says... Quite the opposite, uh, Dowd. Uh, that fourth booster, how that how that be looking in old Israel? Not great. Uh, not great. <laughs> they studied. I think it was. It's a huge study. They looked at. The, oh, they looked at the records of over 1.2 million people. That's probably, you know, a quarter of the Israeli population, or maybe yep. a fifth. I mean, huge. So, uh, and this was published uh, in the completely irresponsible medical journal, the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, actually, in reality, it's one of the most prestigious medical journals in, in America, in, in the developed world. They found that there was some fleeting protection against infection mm. after the fourth dose, but it peaked two to three weeks after the injection and was completely gone by the eighth week. By That's the way, your the vaccination, dose, folks. They call the uh, fourth dose, 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 dose. That's why. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> or dose dose if you're doing if you're in third grade multiplication. Uh, mm -hmm. COVID zero transfers to COVID everyone. Everybody has AIDS. <laughs> AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Here we go. We're going to COVID everyone. And folks, they just shifted it directly on you. Yeah, they realize oh bro, we can't get enough people to support Ukraine. People right now are like, why am I supporting the Ukraine? What? Ukraine? I thought we won that. Ukraine was last month. What? <laughs> no, we won that war. Yeah, well, that's what you heard, right? We're beating the living tar. Yeah, that's uh, that war is going to be. How long do you think the Russia-Ukraine thing's got? My bet, my over/under on uh, Russia-Ukraine, two years. It's just camped out there, uh, folks. We are now going to COVID, everyone, and more lockdowns coming in. You guessed it. Blue states just in time for the old midterms. D. Dowd Muska. Well, uh, I, I, we, we've cited this research before by Vinay Prasad. He is a, an MD, hematologist, oncologist, and associate professor of epidemiology at the University of California, San Francisco. What I like about this piece, Eddie, is he's just saying, um, you know, we have, we're, we're, we're running down two tracks. We're still on the hysteria track, but we're also on a track in which 
Nancy Pelosi, fully vaxxed, gets COVID. Eric Adams, fully vaxxed, the governor, of the, the mayor of New York. They just announced, I think it was last night or this morning, got COVID. Uh, and the good doctor says, and I just love this one line. I linked to it just for this one sentence. As zero COVID approaches uh, uh, advocates recover from COVID, people like Pelosi and, and Adams, we may eventually reach herd sanity. Uh, Eddie and I have been pushing for herd sanity <laughs> Uh, for uh, let's see, over over two we, years. We now, are the herd yeah. sanity. We are the herd. <laughs> We're the herd leaders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love that term. Herd when are we going to have herd sanity in New Mexico? Yeah. Yes. We're uh, amidst all that, uh, Biden hitting a brand new record low as inflation becomes even more important than COVID. He doubted Musk. Yeah, uh, this is interesting because the you know. The, the polls don't agree. Like Rasmussen will not say the same as Trafalgar. Will not see the same as say the same as NBC, Wall Street Journal. Will not say the same as CBS. This is CBS's poll. I guess it went up. Uh, yeah, it was over, over the weekend. Usually, don't have any interesting really news over the weekend. Uh, according to the CBS poll, uh, Joe Biden may be at seven percent approval uh, in the Rock of Talk, but he's at forty-two percent nationally, and that is the record low for his presidency by the CBS poll. And what's really interesting here is he's actually below 42% on uh, the economy and inflation. So these are, I don't know why people be concerned about the economy and inflation lately, but uh, his approval his approval rating is actually at 37%, five percentage points lower on the economy. His approval rating on inflation is 11 points lower. Uh, Joey, Joey, Jimmy Carter, Biden, um, boy, we're looking at maybe... Uh, one of the greatest shellackings any incumbent president, you know, president could ever take uh, come November. And uh, you know, I'm not a political guy, but just, just I'll enjoy it a little bit, just watching people at the White House squirm. And especially those young people, Dowd Muska, they want to get out, they want to enjoy life, they want to, they want to feel some Lady Gaga or Blondie or whatever, <laughs> yes. and they're not feeling it, and they, uh, they're looking for the, uh, well, you have, a, a, what's his name, the Dog Whisperer, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now, uh, they're going to their Gen Z whisperer to try yeah. and garner some support here, uh, D-Dowd. Not looking good. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, they must be in real trouble because I don't think you're going to uh, garner a whole lot of support during the midterms from the next generation. They just want to get out and live their life. They're tired of the masking back singing. Why haven't you fixed it? Uh, there is nothing. Uh, the group think in a place like Washington is uh, re remarkable. So the hot pollster in D.C. these days, ah, his name is ah. uh, John Della Volpe. He's associated with Harvard so and hot. all the all the politicos love him, particularly on the Democratic side. Uh, he is saying that, uh, boy, it's getting really, really ugly in terms of the younger voters. Uh, according to the latest poll of uh, Generation Z, I guess if you're 18 to 30, it uh, Biden's approval rating has hit, hit depths no Democratic president None. has plumbed in decades. No. No. They are he is now in the mid to low thirties in Gallup and other polls for young Americans. Very weak recovery, never dipped percent uh, at his absolute worst with young people. In some cases, the swing against Biden has totaled anywhere from twenty to thirty percentage points. Now, why should they care about this? The 18 to 30 year olds backed Joe Biden, proving once again, you should never listen to anything a young adult says. Uh, maybe they can do manual labor for you. Maybe they can teach you about how to use your smartphone. I'm not Give saying they're coffee. Yeah. A barista. Uh, they absolutely have some of those skills that might be of value to some of us older folks. Uh, they backed Biden by a 25 point margin 
in 2020, and they were voting at all-time highs. Now, according to our That's generation, stupid. Uh, very stupid, very, very stupid. Now, he is saying we can get them back. Now, let me get the, let me get the issues right here. Let's see. He zeroed in on, oh, oh, oh the, apparently the snowflake generation, they're really very upset. Uh, they are afflicted. What the president needs to do to get that demographic, that critical demographic back, uh, they have been defined by their anxiety through key events, including Donald Trump's election in 2016. That really just panicked I I mean, about his election for like three years. Absolutely. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get through my day, Dowd. I just remember it was like a couple million suicides overnight that night in, in 2016. Uh, also, the Parkland school shooting in 2018 mm. was a horrifically uh, anxiety-inducing, you know, and, and Eddie, you know. Guy's I don't, name? What was that guy's name? David what? Da David Hogg, yes. Uh, Hogg. Yes. Where's, where's David the Hogg? Hog? Uh, but they, they always have to pick the school shooting. You know, the, we, the sad truth is we do have a lot of, you know, too many mass shootings in this country, but of course they're going to pick out uh, the school shooting. Now he wants our Generation Z whisper. What he wants the White House to do uh, to quickly capture the attention of young people. Uh, mm -hmm. Now he this he's already done. He, he delayed the student debt payments again. I think it's like the third time they've done it. Um, mental health. Don't forget our our snowflakes. They need a lot of counseling. Um, they've no one has ever lived a wealthier life than young adults in America. But for some reason, nobody melts faster faster than our snowflakes. Uh, I mean, mental. I mean, you just think about young people in, say, like the 1850s, 1860s. You know, they had no mental health issues. You think about young people coming of age, you know, during the Depression and then being shipped off to war at 18 to go fight in some part of the world you never even heard of. They didn't really need the mental health resources yeah. that our kids today need. Yeah. I mean, they have it so, so tough. Uh, and of course, climate change. They really got to focus on climate change because that's something that really motivates uh, our young adults in this country. So, according to the official DC. Generation Z whisperer, uh, Joe Biden can get those kids back, but you know oh. he's got to he's got to allay the anxiety. He's got to allay the anxiety. So apparently, young people are just good at rebelling, rebelling against whatever you decide to train them to demonize. Trump, yes. I don't know, um, <laughs> Eddie Aragon, <laughs> whatever you can possibly find. Uh, they're out there, folks. So the, the demons are out there. You just gotta find them. <laughs> 550, 5500. Uh, I guess Biden's going to have a new gun regulation, and it came today. Yes, they're going after the FFL people. The people are just trying to, like, you know, make a living, and they're going to scrutinize them. In fact, they might end up auditing them uh, as well. And you've got a new uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms uh, new chief uh, as well, Dowd. And uh, it all came in today. This is uh, part of the three pronged war coming from the left. Yeah, I mean, there's no better way to uh, m bring around your rural gun-owning Second Amendment people in an election year than to announce a raft of new gun regulations. Uh, I, I think the Republican Party had a giant grin on its face uh, when, when this news has come out the last couple of days. Ghost guns, unregulated, untraceable weapons. What's, made a, what's a ghost gun? Uh, well, if you want to trust CNN, I'm, I'm sure our Second Amendment people would be all too happy to give us th the full picture on this. Unregulated, untraceable weapons made from kits. Uh, now, he's, as you said, he appointed this new guy, former U.S. attorney from Ohio for the uh, BATF. And I believe my friends in the Second Amendment movement called the BATF bad attitude toward freedom. That's one of the best acronyms I've ever uh, I've ever heard. The move comes, as, according to CNN, and you can always trust them on the Bill of Rights. Uh, the move comes as gun violence and crime have ticked up in the United States, mm. putting pressure on the White House to take action. Uh, I guess in CNN world, if there's a big uptick in crime, it's inconceivable in, in Atlanta 
that some of us might want to be well armed in order to protect us from crime. But I guess if you work for CNN, CNN, that's uh, that's not going to help. Uh, Eddie, dumb, dumb politically. The people who are, you know, they call them single issue voters. They've just they've, they've done the numbers over the years. You know, the the, the feminazis who think government paid abortion up to the moment of birth is the most important thing are kind of offset by the pro-lifers who are very dedicated to protecting unborn life. On the Second Amendment issue, it's just not true. They're, they're, the forces of this pro-Second Amendment at the ballot box are really stronger, more motivated, more networked than the gun grabbers, because at the end of the day, the gun grabbers care about a lot of other issues too. Whereas a lot of the Second Amendment guys, I know a lot of these guys, I've been shooting with some of these guys over the years. I mean, that is their marquee issue, almost to the exclusion of other issues. So the White House wants to announce more... Gun grabber uh, measures, uh, keep it up, folks. Here, those poll numbers, I'm sure, are just going to keep going in the same trend they've been going for a while now. Shifting gears, let's talk about stadiums. Um, I defeated a stadium last year. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, would you Would you give me credit for that? You, uh, you were You were very very vocal. I, I'm I'm still not sure. Did Manny ever come out with? A, hmm. Did he ever decide what his position was on yeah, this? Yeah, I never really thing? heard that. I see the people that uh, voted for Manny were also. Very much in support of the stadium, so uh, I don't really know. Yeah, he, yeah. he kind of he doesn't know what a stadium is. Yeah. <laughs> Can't spell maybe, stadium. Maybe Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Well, IPS gets all the work for that. <laughs> yeah. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, I forgot about that. That little that is the catchphrase of the uh, 2021 year, I think. In Albuquerque, can you repeat the question? No, Boy, no. That, those commercials were the best. But uh, stadium politics are riling states fighting over NFL teams. Uh, the El Paso uh, Churros and the Locomotives uh, Churros. I just like saying it. I think that's the best. Wouldn't that be like the best? Do you remember the old movie themes that you do and you come out and the popcorn, his popcorn would be coming out of his head and then, you know, the hot dog, he'd come in for the cool treats during the intermission of the drive-in, right? Or the, the movie, right? And then you had the Coke. The coke was always buzzing in the head and all that kind of stuff. I, I do love the Chihuahuas, the El Paso Chihuahuas, Eddie. And I've always wanted to get a Chudo would be better than the Chihuahua. I, I wanted to get one of their hats until my brother-in-law told me about a game we we're going to go to in Las Vegas in August. Mm-hmm. The AAA team in Vegas, which I guess they changed their names from 51s? the 51s, 51s to the Aviators, which I think is a big step backward. No, that's a, that's um, they're going to be playing the a Houston minor league team which just renamed itself and they're called the sugarland space cowboys oh, and they, yeah, that might be i the love it one yeah I, I love it and i looked online i guess i'm such an old you know what word that starts with f i still think that baseball caps cost 10 bucks i looked online yeah, 40 bucks on the sugarland sugar space cowboys website yeah. and i wanted to order my hat ahead of time so i could root mm. for the, the yeah. sugarland space cowboys yeah. um Forty bucks, uh, you know. Uh, that's, uh, um, but anyway, the bad news is that the stadium uh, subsidy game—I guess it never really ends. It seems like we've gotten a break from it in recent years. They are coming not back. Buffalo. The, not Buffalo, not Buffalo, not Nashville, and the I mean, Washington Nashville's football team becoming all sorts of stupid. They're addicted to their stupid sports. Unbelievable! In Virginia, they might give away three hundred and fifty million in bonds to bring it out of D.C. over into Prince William or, or Loudoun counties. That's where I spent a lot of my time working and living in, in Virginia. Uh, Maryland, big surprise, is, is in on that too, on the bidding. Eddie said the bills, we, we talked about that before. Uh, Kansas City, 
They are trying to possibly throw an incentive package to keep the Chiefs around. Uh, boy, we had a break from this for a while, but it is coming back with a vengeance. Well, the Chiefs and- would be worth that, um, whatever they decide to get, because they actually bring in. But, you know, Nashville or Buffalo or any of these other places, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Here's the problem. Let me. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the problem that becomes is these stadiums are very lucrative. So there is an incentive for the government to get involved in this and make a bunch of money from the standpoint. I mean, it is a loss leader. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But there's so much money that's circulating right now. Like these stadiums are suddenly packed. One, the demand has been created. And then two, you printed out $12 trillion. And when you have $12 trillion, people are like, well, I don't even... They're just like pulling cash out of their Komosayama. You know? <laughs> that's really what's happening at this point. Oh, sure. It's... It's funny money, you know. Yeah, it's another way for the uh, government to rake the money back in. Uh, Remember, folks, there are two types of politicians who support using your money to subsidize billionaire sports team owners. Two types of politicians. Uh, One is called uh, uh, Democrats, uh, and the other one is called um, Republicans. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, this is, is you know, you know Musk's theorem. Whenever it's bipartisan, watch your wallet. It's, you know, if liberals and conservatives get together, that's great. If Republicans and Democrats get together, run for the hills. Uh, you know, this is it, uh, the that, stadium, the stadium I defeated. Same thing. There we go. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So how and do you Eddie, explain, you're right. Nobody could, nobody could explain the stadium vote. <laughs> right. Not one yeah. person. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Eddie Aragon was in the race. That That's how yeah. you explain the stadium vote. I, literally told my friend, I told my friend Jason, by the way, Trevisiani lives in Connecticut. Are you aware of this? Oh, did you He's know not that? a New Mexican anymore? He does not live here. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found that out. Um, so anyway. For the record, uh, I, I do live here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I talked to Jason uh, uh, Harrington, who owns the the team. Is like, well, the, you know, the guys, I'm like, well, you know, you could have picked up the phone and called your friend. And then maybe I wouldn't have been so I could understand the economics. But as far as I'm concerned, this was a money grab. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And he's one of the owners of the uh, New Mexico United team. Now, I'm a, I'm a supporter of Jason and you know his construction company and all the things that he does. And that's that's wonderful. And any guy who, a gal, whoever it happens to be that decides to start a business and, and, and invest here and buy commercials, like, how could you not support that? That's a, um, good, that's a good thing. The problem becomes is using public money to support exactly. that. And exactly. that doesn't make a lot of sense, especially coming off of the other side of the burn of what that was which was the Albuquerque Rabbit Transit or whatever that's called. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. art? Yeah, the Albuquerque Rabbit Transit. What happened with the Albuquerque Ranger? We're fully subsidizing this now. You said and last week, yeah. yeah, you said last week, Eddie, that the, um, you called the Albuquerque Journal, I think it was the Chamber of Commerce uh, yes. newsletter, the Albuquerque uh-huh. Chamber. Yeah. I remember I took it down. And there is this pervasive, it's not just Albuquerque, and I've lived in other parts of the country, there is this, I call it brain-dead civic boosterism, where yeah. people c- congeal around a really bad idea, like it usually involves transit or sports, where you have the local newspaper, you have the news media, you have the prominent business community. So you're talking about you know developers or whatever the dominant industry is. Maybe it's tech in your, in your city, maybe it's manufacturing. And they all coalesce around the idea of, we're not a world-class metro area right. unless we have... You know, preferably all four of the major sports, but at the least you one- just buy all the the world. It's like, oh yeah, you've got a nice watch on the car and everything, but you live in a crappy house. Like you just can't buy your way into a world class city. You just can't <laughs> buy your way into a lifestyle because you think you have uh, a few of the trappings that somebody might think that you have that would portend that you come from that background or that you are of that. So it's called 
Let me tell you, folks, I sell for a living. It's called conspicuous consumption. And trendsetters don't buy what other trendsetters are doing. And this is the reason why I can see this and so many other people get, you know, it doesn't make it make any sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah, and you know, We're not like you get said, ourselves a city where suddenly world class city because we built a stadium. That's idiotic. Yep, and that's what a lot of you know insecure places like Albuquerque will do. You know, world class cities. Eddie's absolutely right. The the, the it, they develop organically. There, maybe there's a river there or a coast or there's some brilliant entrepreneur who came and founded an industry there. Uh, pe wise people, hardworking. Uh, maybe religious, uh, maybe, uh, you know, put the nose to the grindstone types, build world-class cities, and some of them take centuries to build. It's the quick hit kind of thing that a place like Albuquerque that is just led by so many nimrods, they think transit, sports, uh, we're going to develop an industry cluster, uh, we're going to foster high tech here by spreading around a, lot, around a lot of taxpayer revenue. That's not how livable communities and world-class uh, economically rich places develop. I mean, what you're seeing in blue states now, California or the Northeast is there people are leaving those places now because they become unlivable. But for a long, long time, those places were extremely successful. They were economically diversified. They had really hardworking populations. They were, they brought in hardworking immigrants and they built organically. There was no quick shot in a syringe right. that's going to quote unquote, put us on the map. Right. Every time right. you hear a civic leader say, put us on the map, run, run. Yeah, I agree. Uh, D. Musk, we're going to have to get to our, uh, our top five uh, of the day. Don't forget you subscribe to it uh, directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we're going to be going till seven o'clock uh, starting in May. Don't worry, not now, Dale. I mean, he's okay. like, just trying to gear up uh, here. Uh, other uh, good Articles, why doubt bigots resent, as well as the extra clicks, including how to save energy. Look at that from the uh, Dowd Muska. You got to click uh, on that I'll, one, folks. It's great. I'll tell you what, uh, you got to buy a kilowatt if you're truly interested in saving energy. And not you're, you're, it, when you're saving energy, you're not trying to save energy. You're saving money. Get the kilowatt because PNM is trying to gouge you. Yesterday, I was over at, uh, what the hell's the name of that place? It's blue. It's a gaming place it's on the freeway. What the heck's it called? Oh, God, I can't think of the name. Anyway. Oh, the main event. Such a plain oh. name. The power went out for the entire place that runs on power. All the arcade games, laser tag and everything. I'm like, P&M's a bad company. Yeah. Top to bottom. It went out. And uh, no doubt it was directly because of P&M. Your top five brought to you. Every day at 4 a.m. in your inbox at rockoftalk.chat. Now, take us down. Yeah. Uh, number one click, the, the clicks you, you voted on, our subscribers. Uh, what, what we just discussed, the Generation Z whisper desperately trying to help Democrats because they're looking at Election Day annihilation in 2022. Uh, number two, great piece, uh, great transcript. A Yale researcher goes on CNN and they think he's going to support their position. He turns it around and says, you're just as biased as every other news source. He didn't like what he what he what he had to say. Uh, number three, just seconds ago, what we discussed: stadium politics from coast to coast. They're looking to tap your wallets, these uh, billionaire sports owners. Uh, number four, the Biden numbers from the CBS poll, record record low. And number five, I'm really glad that this was uh, in our top five. Israeli study: fourth booster has almost no no effectiveness after eight weeks. More truth on Rona. There we go. All right, we'll see you tomorrow bright and early, 4 p.m. Right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Make sure you subscribe. 
See you tomorrow for a Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.